Well, we don't even need to take a break now because that was the break. I kind of forgot two of the most important. Make sure you're drinking your Founders. We are? And what is the beer tonight we're drinking? What and are you, your what are you drinking, cup by whiskey. The way? I've got the Masagave. Masagave tonight? Yeah, but what was the special Masagave you got me? I think it was the... Uh, prickly pear. Prickly pear. Prickly pear, because it allows you yeah. to be a commercial segment. It does. And, uh, of course, I'm drinking the all-day IPA. And you mentioned tin cup whiskey. Of course, yeah. we're drinking... Uh, what are we drinking tonight? The rye or the... What are we got? I'm not sure what they poured, but... The no, we're drinking the rye tonight. The rye. So, cheers to everybody. And there's a 10-year-old? Is that what you said? There's a 10-year, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Brian might find those commercials uh, any day. Okay. Now. Well, that was the commercial. Okay. <laughs> I think I covered them all. Well, I hate to break to y'all, but I was going to sneak out during that commercial segment because there's two small children just sitting in the house right That's now. That's not good. That's with not food good. still on the counter. Well, back. Thanks for hanging with us Thanks. for a little over an hour. That was awesome. <laughs> and the sponsor recap was great. Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> it was awesome. Miss Janet will be so proud. She will be proud of you. <laughs> you know it better than I did. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye, back. See ya. Kiss them kids for me. Uh, let me also uh, let me also remind everybody if you're watching over on Facebook, uh, we do have a Ike Live gift bag. If you like and share the Facebook feed, you're going to be entered in a chance to win that amazing bag. Uh, don't forget, if you've got a question or a comment for anything you're hearing tonight, please hit us up on the IMs. Dave's handling them over there tonight. Also, I'll start checking the other social media feeds at Ike Live Show, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you've got any questions, send them through. Uh, Brian, we're good. We don't even need a break. Anybody have to pee? Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, they're just not here. You know what's man. funny though? You're like, I think they got like redone, I, and I, they're, they're I don't know. But here's the f looking at it from this way. The funniest thing is like, you know, I can tell you're like looking. You're like, oh, they're just not here. But then I see you like looking, like on the floor, like they've fallen somewhere. <laughs> like it's such. A here's mess. the commercial segment. It's sitting here like it's fallen. <laughs> Take this. Oh my, I had the back of the computer off. I took ah! the guy, my screwdriver out. I was looking inside. It's not in there. Like it's an old like Commodore 64. <laughs> yeah. Taking yeah. the big panel off. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But uh, if you want, I can get our guests up. Just give me like a couple minutes yeah. to give them the signal. That'll work. All right. That'll work. Cool. All right. While we're doing that, Mark, I, I, I'm trying to, trying to go back to the annals of history here for me. And um, I think... I think one of the first tournaments I remember meeting you, or si maybe at that point I was still like a quiet little co-angler, but I remember seeing you at a Delaware River tournament through the Federation. And back then we used to like launch it, I think it was Frankfurt Arsenal, wasn't it? Oh, God, yeah. All, a long time ago? Yeah. And, um, dude, and Burlington. Was, uh, yeah. And there was a certain like reputation back then among, among anglers, right? And it was funny because it was like, Richie Schneiderite. Yep. It was. It was, uh, of course, Ed Cowan. It was you. Like there were certain guys, and I remember I was new to the federation at that time. You know, so like, it's almost like a school dance. You know, it's like, the, yeah, it's like the cool kids, and then like <laughs> yeah. everybody else. You know, and I remember, you know, just like, oh man, like looking like, I want to be one of those guys one day, you know, and, and like, just, I want to be a guy that 
walks up to Wayne and then like, <gasps> you know, everybody's like, that's the guy. You know, you you were that guy when I started fishing the Federation. Wow, that's cool. It's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's what I mean. Like, this has all come full circle, you know. And then I got to compete. And, you know, for me, it was like a stair step. It took me a couple years, and yeah. I started to find my groove. And then yeah. I made a team and made a divisional. And, you know, it all started to happen. But, dude, it seems like yesterday. And that was – that was 30 years ago. Yeah. That was 30 years ago. Yeah. And it seemed like yesterday. Yeah, I think the first year I fished the, the Federation was like 1988. 88, yeah. my first year. Yeah. And or 87 might have been like, I got. I think 87, it's when I got in the Garden State Bass Bay. I mean, I, dude, I lived uh, over in Williamstown around, uh, you know, I lived on a pike though, but anyway, there was five lakes over there. Yeah. And nobody fished, didn't say nothing. So anyway, I go to this... Bass Expo show up at the Civic Center, and who do I run into? The guys, Garden State Bassmasters. Yeah. I'm like, wow. There's clubs? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't even know. No, I had no clue. I mean, even though I was going to Angler's Pro Shop, they were, they, Don was a, you know, great guy, and he, some of the best, uh, you know, I learned more from that dude. Shout out to Don Scott. Absolutely. Angler shout, shout out to Hydra Spinnerbaits. Oh, my gosh. Hydra Galinsky. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I'll tell you what, that Hydra Lure Spinnerbait, the guy's, you talk about Richie Schneiderite, George Hodgson, Ray Schmid. Let's go back even further. How about Jack Coyote? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom Prashevitz. I think Tom's still fishing. I know Ray Schmid's still fishing. I got a great Tom story. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of them, dude. There's a lot of them. Uh, that, uh, but, you know, and I got very fortunate because my first year back, like I said, when I was in Garden State, they, um, they always incorporated one of their club tournaments with the Federation. Yeah. And the first one was on Lake Apacon. Well, you know, I have in aluminum boats, little John boats and all, and you go to Lake Apacon, the next thing you know, there's like 80, 90 of these bass boats. And I'm like, oh, my oh, yeah. God. Like, remember yeah. your first time seeing it? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my. This is. And then I yeah. got one. And then I'm like, oh, I, I want me one. I want one of these. Yeah. Um, but then I competed on Garden State with them. Um, you know, you had to fish their club tournaments, and I made their team. And I didn't even fish their team because I um, – Wound up joining uh, Mega Bass Six. Yeah, George Hutcherson. Yeah, one of the one of the old school that's still fishing. Uh, George is still fishing with us today, and he's yeah. st still one of the better fishermen. I think I'll tell you what. I I got fortunate to get around, like you said, the guys that good guys, good guys yeah. that were willing to show me and help. You know what they did, right? And you know, so I you know when as a rider, I fished with Jack Coyote on the Hudson River. Back in the day, Jack Coyote was one of the sticks on the Hudson River, so I got to learn from him how to – he showed me things to run to do. And I was very, very fortunate that a lot of the older guys that were very successful in the nation back in the time – these guys fished bass back then. Yeah. Coyote, um, um, oh, geez, um, um, Steve Wisniewski. Yeah. You know, Brian, so, uh, Brian his son, I mean, they, they moved. We're still in touch with them. Um, geez, I can't I'm lose. There was a uh, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Yeah. They, all these sticks to fish. Well, yeah. I got the fish with a Jack Coyote, and, he, and they these guys actually opened up and shared things with me back when everybody was more tight lipped. Yeah. You know, nowadays, I mean, you guys run into me anywhere. I'll, I, I will. I'm honest. Some people say, "Dude, why'd you tell them that?" Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. No, that's not the case. I just, I, I have a philosophy. You can't make the cast I make, so. You know, if you're, <laughs> in other words, I, if, in other words yeah. I don't mean, I'm not being like, you can't make a cast into a bucket. 
I'm talking about, all right, you know where we were fishing yesterday, right? What are the odds you making that exact same cast like Yeah, right. That's right. pretty slim. So yeah, I got an old school. Do you remember Stu Riccio? Yeah. So Stu Riccio. I was yeah. a kid, and I drew him on Greenwood as a, as a co-angler. And it was the first big boat I ever drove. He let me drive the boat on Greenwood. I didn't nice. want to drive it too long. I was afraid. Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, we, drove, we, we, had, we were in crawl dads at the time. <laughs> Greenwood Lake. I was afraid I was going to hit something. I was just like, I drove for maybe no more than 15 seconds before I, like, powered it down. Like, nah, I'm good. Like, it was, <laughs> I, I didn't even get to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but those guys, time. there was back, but like I said, those guys kind of opened up to me. And when I, even when I, when I fished, I fished with Tom Perivich on Greenwood Lake. So I got really lucky and got drawn with really my first year as a co-angler with all the top guns. With with the good guys and they, you were able to watch and learn yeah, and learn, you learn sometimes you learn yeah. what not to do. Right. Um yeah. so that was really um that's what got me started. I mean once I got that I bought my first bass boat from George Hutchinson. I got that, I think that was nineteen eighty eight. And then I made it to the my first year. I I uh I didn't make the team that year on the nation, but I made it through Operation Bass. I'm up fishing down in Kentucky Lake, some young kid, and you know how big Kentucky Lake oh, is. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm talking about intimidation. Yeah. You come from the Northeast, he's a little late, and you go down there, you're like, wow. Yeah. Well, you thought Hapakong was big, <laughs> yeah. and then you get there. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the map, you're like, there's three maps? <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I know how to break stuff down. Yeah. I, you know, you don't fish all three maps. Yeah. You, know, you do your process and come up with where you want to go and stuff like that. <laughs> but... Uh, it's um, I feel honored you say that about me at the at the um, at the river. I, it's um, I I don't think of myself anything. Yeah, you were you were you were the guy. You that group you named and and more, you were the guys. And for you know for me coming in, it was like I want to what I want to do. I want to be that guy. I want to. I want to have that respect, that reputation. Yeah, and don't be know? afraid to do things that you I think. I was going to say when I fished with uh, one year, we went up to uh, uh, Thousand Islands. And I drove up with George Hutchison in his van. You know, back we slept in vans and all that stuff yeah. back in the day. Everybody <laughs> yeah. did, right? You, you, oh, yeah. you put in your time, you know. We all start out sleeping in the back of trucks and working our butts off Friday nights, leaving, driving up. and stay. Uh, where did we stay at Lake Apacon? At Lake Apacon, I forget where we stayed, but Greenwood Lake, we all stay at that diner up there and sleep behind the diner. We all go up in the morning <laughs> and get prepped. <right? laughs> or half the guys would just stay up all night drinking and yeah. you know, slobbering in the morning. And uh, But, you know, you got to, I got to experience all that stuff with um, those guys. But anyway, talk about the hydro spinnerbait. Don was one of the first people that his silver shiner – and he made, um, he called it like a herring, a blue herring. It was a black, black, blue tinsel, white belly, red gills. Don was a big, he taught, dude, that red gill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the red. Yeah. Well, what's everything? Red Par- parachute front. Parachute. Yeah. Oh, dude. God, yeah. I wish they still make them. Yeah. But um, there are some companies that come close, but nothing is like a hydro. But them guys kind of were laughing at me because uh, I fished with Jack Coyote up on, um, he, one day, I, you know, I got the fish where I fished with George and Jack and I forget, Richie, maybe. And uh, they, my spinnerbait, they got, I, I started, I I was waffling him. I was kicking his ass. And he's like, turns around, looks like the, at my spinnerbait, he goes, what the hell is that? A Studio <laughs> 54 spinnerbait? Uh, you know? So now I'm known as the guy, th- dude, he throws them Studio 54 spinnerbaits. It's got all that tinsel. It's got this. It's got, you know, and I'm like. Um, you want one? Yeah. No, yeah. we don't want one. Yeah. No, we're good. We're no good. 
And I don't think it was until that club was uh, uh, Clearwater. Yeah, I remember that. Richie and all them guys. And it took Petey to get in the club with them. Yeah. And Petey kicked their ass out of the back of their boats with the hydros. With the hydro. Then yeah. they woke up. Yeah. And then Don kind of, the business, he just. It yeah. Just, Here's the thing, though. And we, we, we bust Dave's balls about it all the time, about being a little ahead of his time, you know, in our circle. But I think Don was way really ahead, ahead of was. his time. You got to admit. And way I, he I, was really ahead of his time. if I'm wrong, but Brian was the first one in our group to bring the Skalinski spin bait into the – I remember I laughing at him right. on Champlain. I think you're right. And he outfished I, me 3-1 with it. I think Brian was one of the first ones. With I got the that hiders. from Rick, old Rick Machinsky, I think. Old yeah. man Rick. Yeah, old man Rick. Yeah. I was laughing at that thing. Like, yeah. I was throwing Stanley. Stanley was my – Stanley was the spinner bait back yeah. in, like, late 80s, early yeah. 90s. You yeah. know what I mean? And he's throwing out. I'm like, dude, what is that thing, dude? Yeah, my introduction yeah. to it when I first got one was – do you remember the Garden State Expo? Yeah. Used to be at the old racetrack. Yeah. You won the tackle box. I won box. the tackle box. How was, do you remember that? Because wow. I was working at the Angler's Pro Shop. I worked that show, and <laughs> yep. this young kid that came up with his yeah. best all his shit on. That yeah. was me. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, with that him was there. A, that was pre-Federation. That was, I was, dude, I was you a were fucking little punk. 15, maybe? Oh, yeah. I was a little punk. And a, and Brian always busted my balls about it yeah. because, like, we all at that show we all put 50 tickets in or whatever. Yeah. We put as many. I and can't remember. Of course remember. you win. You know? But I won. Yep. Yeah. Always. I remember and the shock. Dude, I couldn't believe it. It was dude. that big two-sided, that big It was a double yeah. hit yeah. box. I cannot believe Load it. Load it, dude. Shit. All the Hydra stuff was in yeah. there. Yeah. Dance is eel. Like that moment right there. The like, we were both naked. Like, that was like, that was that moment where, like, you know, where my life went. A certain way, and Mike's went. That was a pivotal moment. But I would put myself on the camera, Mike. But Brian, like you and I, immediately take this. No raffle. <laughs> but Brian, Becky was saying earlier about visualizing success. Brian and I take our raffle tickets. We already know we can throw them out. Yep. <laughs> he holds on to them a year later because he knows someone's going to call him later and say, "Hey, there was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> you actually won." You know? Oh my god! Oh my god! But that's the difference. Yeah, but that was that was. My introduction to it, but that, that was... Uh, oh, I had no but, idea back then that you were going to be a classic champion. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? You thought you were going to be. Uh, man, I was, I was into Because one it. thing uh, you got to be in this sport, one thing I noticed, and a lot of people, some people don't like it, you got to be a little cocky. Yeah. Well, you got to have confidence. I think cock, cockiness and conf, confidence are very close. It ain't bragging if you can back it up. Yeah. They're that's all close. success across the board. There's, yeah. No one's like a meek class B that, you know, right. B personality yeah. that, 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 that yeah, kills you gotta be, it. Yeah, you got to be aggressive you be and you got to have that desire. And as a young kid, he did. And, uh, you know, you you pay attention when you hook up with guys like a Don Sky. You know, it's – he was – he has so many theories. Yeah. That it's a shame they weren't un, he was they weren't unable to capitalize on it because half the th- I bet you my own personal opinion I bet you at least twenty five percent of the products that are on the market today guys are winning tournaments today Don had it in his pocket designed it thirty years ago yeah you know it's crazy man yeah. so for you youngins watching there was no internet obviously for us no. in the late eighties no early nineties no was cell nothing. phones so they had these books they these <laughs> periodicals they would put out like New Jersey. You know, bass fishing lakes, and yeah. it would be like different authors would contribute yeah. to what works on what lake. Yeah. Well, Brian and I went to Lake George like a long time ago, and we're reading Lake George's version of that. And Brian, in like his best like bill collector voice, was like reading it, 
And it was just like it was. I don't know. I'll never forget. Like him. Like bass can be taken in the summertime. On, oh yeah. But I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Dude. But that's bass what like can be taken. Skalinski was in all of those types of periodicals. Yeah, he, was, he was ahead of his know? time with not just with bait and lure design and all that, but with the theory, the You're media, right. the whole media. He all was of it tied for in. sure. He used dude. to have um, like fish movement, yeah. like how he they migrate to, it. You know, I'll give a little secret out that a lot of people aren't really. Didn't realize, but years ago, Dom would always do slideshows, you know, at his seminars at his thing. I actually was fortunate enough they gave seminars back in the day at his shop also. But Dom did a seminar, and he would go out, and he, he caught these, uh, you know, wild shiners. And he takes these shiners, and he puts them in this live well in his boat. And then he takes them out and puts, they put, you know, puts them in there, and he gets the light on them, takes a picture of them from looking down at them. And then he takes, then we take lizards. And we took the lizards, and we put them on the bottom of the live well and took pictures of them. And then you take, took the lizards in a live well and put the shiners in there and you take the pictures and you look at them and that's when i learned about fish see silhouettes there's not liz there might be some lizards in the water but you don't see lizards swimming around the water yeah because fish see silhouettes right that's what they see i mean what's the sinko look like right just <laughs> yeah it's so what's a bait fish that's, right that's yeah. the only thing it does you know a thin perch you know th they see yeah. that so what but when he showed me that that many years ago yeah that opened up that's crazy that opened up my eyes to everything <clears throat> you know like you know when you first see a brush hog the first time you ever saw a brush hog you're like that's the, the stupidest thing that? i ever saw those elbows locked in yo <laughs> lay that thing on a trash can and take a crayfish lay yeah. it on your trash can and look at it you're going to go damn yeah all right, hold on. Speaking of ahead of their time, Brian DeCarpenter. Yes. We have a special guest joining us. Or two. Or two. Who do we got coming on? I can't. I, my eyes are terrible. I can't That's see the so screen. That's so awesome. It's I so love small. it. <laughs> Who do we got coming on? We have we have your old travel buddies, man. Who do we got here? I it's see. Soli Amansu. Hey! <laughs> Jesus, what a motley crew that is. Dave Matsu, Bob Soley, joining us right now via the Zoom machine. Guys, how you doing tonight? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Mansu? Doesn't he look fantastic? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely a pretty bitch. <laughs> all right. All right. First things first. Uh, Dave, first things first. We got Mark sitting over here. Just won the Mark. event yesterday. You want to say anything to this guy? Mark, first off. As a cancer survivor, awesome job, dude. I'm, I'm so proud of you. Um, you know, to have uh, won his tournament, and we all know what he, you know, what a close friend he is, and everything that he does for his Ike found through his Ike Foundation. To have won that with your daughter, dude, that's got to be an amazing, amazing feeling. A moment in your life you'll never forget. Yeah, we'll awesome. never forget it, dude. It's a lifetime. I appreciate that, Dave. I Good seeing you on TV. I kind of miss you around, dude. I mean, we had some good times when we were all traveling together. We uh, certainly. Some crazy stuff, but it's, uh, yeah, to go through what I went through, but just to share it with my daughter. That's why I said, I said, you know, we got the things that her and I shared on that boat. Yeah. And those just that whole day. Yeah. It's, you know, we, I could share my story, but man, I'll tell you what, it's just, yeah, it's, that's why I said, I said, yo, we got a lifetime of, yeah. of memories now. Yeah. I mean, uh, forget about that money for that boat, that money spent and gone, man, that, that trophy that we, she'll be able to look at when I'm dead and gone, she could pass it on to her family and friends. Like, that's yeah, cool. I fished with my, uh, with your pop. That's who I, you know, super cool. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's all about. That's, that's unbelievable. Um, uh, <laughs> Dave and Bob, we were talking 
old times. We were we were talking the Federation back when the Federation was the Federation, right? You, you know, I'm just going to just tell it how it is. You know, after the split up of FLW and Bass, you know, it's it's never been exactly the same. Back then when we fished it, dude, it was strong. There were more members than ever. It was ever. a big deal. It was a big, big, big deal. And it was all boater on boater. It was boater on bo- boater. Or co-angler, didn't yeah. matter. Everybody fished together. I mean, yep. you had the best anglers in the country from every state all trying to headhunt you to, to, to make it, you know, yep. to make the classic. But, uh, Bob, I'm going to start with you. Dude, dude, you had tremendous success. You were one of the guys to beat. What did what did fishing the federation back there? What did it what did it mean? Because it was special. I I know you know that, but what did yeah, it mean? Yeah, I mean to it you? was it was totally special. It was you know because you look at the I look at the federation back then and how strong you say it was. And any any federation tournament we went out on, we had five classic qualifiers, you know, launching that that day, and we drew a hundred yeah. boats at every tournament. Man. And and the fields were strong. And one guy, you know, he Mark Schaefer and the Eddie Cowens and Snyderites and dudes, I mean, that I looked up to and they were just, you know, amazing fishermen. And I was like you, I wanted to be one of those guys, you know, and you know, you just, you had to put your nose down and fish really hard. And it was a totally different world back then to what it is now. And it's never been the same, like you said, once the Federation split up, but, um, you know, Mark was there. And, you know, one thing I love about Mark, I met him at a divisional in <laughs> 1995. He comes rolling up playing voodoo by Godsmack. And it dude's a power. <laughs> Come on. You know, how can I not like this? Guy, man? So, you know. hey, hey, Bob, do you remember when we the first time we actually met up at uh, Racetown? Yeah, dude. Yeah. You, you're a roommate with Mike man. Wallace. Yeah. And yeah. Um, <laughs> I got I walk up, the, you know, I. I take my hat off. I have, you know, kind of lacking in hair, right? I go walking up, and there's Bob and Mike <laughs> Wallace. And he comes out. Bob comes out. He got a beer in his hand. He goes, he goes, dude, Bob is draped my balls over your head. You look like a hippie with earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> First thing the man ever said to me. I started he goes, dude, I'm only kidding, dude. I was pissed myself like, dude, it is okay. We've been buddies ever since. I said, I know I'd like this guy. All right, Dave, Dave Mansu, are you, su- are you surprised Bob said something like that? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> oh my god. I think that's his greeting. <laughs> yeah, never, the, the dick and ass fucking's pretty much how Bob's gonna agree to do. Another funny story, man, is that I I met Dave. I met Dave in the Federation, dude, by cutting him off at Harv the Grace. He still talks <laughs> about it today, dude. I'm like, get over it, dude. It was like twenty five years ago. <laughs> Him off, him into some marina or something, dude, and caught a three-pounder. <laughs> then he's sending me love notes. He wants to fish tournaments with me, dude. What are you complaining? I cut you off, or you want to fish with me? Man? <laughs> so the best, the best thing that ever happened, Mike, is when I left. He goes, I said, you know, you're going to miss me. You know what he, you know, f you, dude. I'm never going to miss you. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. He goes the whole ball sack thing. And I'm like, I'm, you're going to miss me, all right? The first tournament that I'm not there with him, he fishes with Junior. And the next thing you know, I get a picture of the back of Bob's head with a, with a uh, jerk bait with three hooks stuck in the back of his head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Oh, what a disaster. Oh, you missed me. Oh, man. That is unbelievable. That sounds sounds like Junior. Hey, Bob, was that the last time you fished with Junior? <laughs> yeah, I fished with him that year, dude, but it was like a total train wreck. You know, I was used to fishing with the cop, dude. Everything's done. You know, the boat's immaculate, man. Everything's taken care of, man. I mean, we had some, me and Dave had some good uh, tournament you know, finishes together. We had a couple good years there fishing, man. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, but when he left, dude, this is how it ended. You know, he, he talks me into coming over to help him move, you know? Oh, yeah, it's going to be you and a bunch of guys. I show up, it's like me and one of his friends. It's 95 degrees out, dude. We got to move his entire house because he's hurt, dude. You know what I mean? We're sweating to death. The guy has no beer, no food, no nothing for us. Man. No hand, no hand trucks move the heavy shit. <laughs> no, it's all manual. It's all manual yeah, labor. Dude, I was like, man. Well, there's that payback for cutting him off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of, a lot of fun Bob, out there. hey Bob, that's an old cop trick. I used an old top rod meeting one time to move myself from my mom's house to my apartment in Camden, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I had like all these, I had like thirty wow. years moving my shit, dude. It was like we're at the meeting at my yeah. apartment, but we got to meet at my mom's first. <laughs> <laughs> wow, remember that, guys? <laughs> wow, I do remember that. Tricky, you guys are tricky. Uh, uh, what I want to say though is it's. There were so many really talented anglers that fished that federation back then. Amazing. And it's not restricted to Jersey because I'm sure every state had it. But there was that circle of 10, 15 guys that all of them could have been fishing the top tour level events at the time. Oh, like absolutely. The absolute best. We, we were talking about Eddie Callen, you know, uh, off camera. And Eddie was doing stuff back then that nobody was doing. He was punching before punching was a thing. Yep. He was sight fishing before anybody knew what sight fishing was. So yeah. it was an amazing time, you know, for, for me to be around you guys in that federation time was an amazing time for me. You take that away from personally from my career, you take those five, four, five, six years away, dude, I'm not here right now. Yeah, I think the guys, the talent that we had back when Bob and his, his brother and Dave and, yeah. you know, and then Petey started coming along. You always had Richie Schneiderite. There is, you know, and Hutchie. And um, there's always, you know, the new guys come on like, you know, Ike and, the, you know, uh, you know, even myself come along. Guys are like, you know, and they tell you, you know, we just came up with open eyes and we're like, wow, look at the competition. Uh, you did your own thing. We all became successful. And best thing that came out of those years is the friendship that we have right now. Yeah, I'd agree with right, that. Right, Bobby? I'd agree Dave, with that. Dave, I mean, you know, yeah. Bob moved down. He's a South Jersey boy now. He lives yeah. in the hood. <laughs> yeah. So we got to, you know, it's just, but, you know, from those days of meeting through the fishing, you just, it's, you form a bond with, you know, where we all bust balls. Yeah. We all like to have fun. Yeah. But when it comes to fishing, it's it's game on. Yeah. And they're all good sticks, and it pushed every one of us yeah. to be good. Dude, to make the New Jersey State team back in the day yeah. was one of the hardest things to do. Super hard. Jesus. Difficult. Like Bob said, there was five classic qualifiers out yeah. there. Like that's, it was, and that's back then. Unbelievable. Yeah. And that's – Hey, just hey, think about this, though, Mark. I mean, all of us that travel together – all right, we came out of the Federation. I, I remember Mike and Pete talking me into fishing the Invitationals, and I had made the state team two years in a row. And 
I, I had really just gotten into tournament fishing and I knew that, man, I, I had a lot to learn. And thankfully, you know, guys like you and, and Bob taught me an awful lot, um, Eddie Cowan and everything, but just think about it. You, Mike, Bob, uh, Ted, myself, Pete, we all qualified for the top 150, yep. which was the elites of the day. Yeah. You know, out of the Federation. Dude, that, I, mean, how, you know, I mean, you talk about competition that's preparing you for that next level. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't get any better. That That's incredible. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was, that was like the, that was like the next thing, right? Like we all had success at the Federation and we were fishing against guys that we thought were the best you know, we thought they were the best in the world. And then when we decided to fish the invitationals, right, all together, this motley crew traveling around to new places, not Greenwood, Hapakong, Delaware River, Hudson River, right? Curve not, not our normal stomping <laughs> grounds. But all of a sudden, we took the leap of faith to try this national circuit called the invitationals. And in the same year, all of us yep. qualified for the tour. All guys from Jersey, all at one time, qualified to Dude, that was yep. saying something. Yeah, yeah, that was my second year fishing the Invitationals. My first year I fished them. I was surprised when it got done. I was like, because they, they took the top 25, you know, out of, what, almost 400 fishermen? Yeah. And um, I remember I finished like, uh, I was like, I finished 30th or 31st. And I'm like, wow, how in the hell is some dude from South Jersey – yeah. I have no experience, you know, a reservoir. What the hell's a reservoir? Man, yeah. I learned, you learn, you're on the fly, learn. <laughs> yeah, you, you, go, you, know, you go out to Lake St. Clair, you're like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Man, the bodies of water, we, the place we all went. And then that second year, here comes these guys are all, and I'm like, cool. And we all got together. We all traveled together. We stayed in houses and yeah. bust balls, left, had great oh, yeah. times. And, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I wasn't there when Dave won his invitational, but I was there when you won. I was there when Pete won. And then we went to the 150s, and you smoked. Ter- I'll never forget that at the, when you're up uh, Champlain at the end of the tournament because you used to use nets. And Mike's net and fishing are going through the net because he kept cutting the, the, <laughs> the jerk bait out of the net to the point where he just, at the last day he's netting fishing. He's like, oh, my, my net's no good. I can cut it open. You said something I want people to, uh, to listen to like that are not from our part of the country. There's not a place in New Jersey where we can't see the shoreline where we're at. No. So when you go to a place like St. Clair or Erie when, and Okeechobee, when you just see sky, it was mind-blowing to us. Oh, yeah. and, and cypress trees. Yeah. Wow, they're in the water? Yeah, yeah. like what are these trees in the water <laughs> for? Our cool. trees are all on the shoreline. Yeah, right? trees in the water. Yeah, in, yeah, the in water. fact, I think our biggest body of water is probably Greenwood or Pakong, and you're not even – Probably two thousand acres, maybe. Well, right? back in the day, it was uh, actually the, the, the Susquehanna. Susquehanna. But the only place you fished was in the Haverty Crease Marina, or, right? Or maybe the one over the Texaco Dock in uh, or the Texaco um, over there in the Bohemia. Yeah. You know, there was so really, so really didn't fish big, but right. you could see the shoreline. Yeah. It's not like going across Erie or nah. St. Clair when it's just. <laughs> Dark, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean. Our waves get to ten feet. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, 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 but yeah. Hey, Mark, hey, Mark, I got a question for you, man. You know, a lot of these guys that fish the flats today, they have no idea what it was like twenty five or thirty years ago to fish that place. <laughs> no, man. none. I seen twelve pounds won a two day tournament there one time. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, you, yeah. 
There was yep. no grass in it, dude. It was like horrendous. And uh, you know, I know you've been fishing it for at least 30 years, man. Yep. Like what have your experiences been over that time? Because I can tell you that the one, the one tournament I remember the most when I knew things were different were we fished. It was a June tournament. And I came in, I had like 20 pounds and I figured I won because the biggest bag I ever saw was 14 pounds, dude. And, and Swiss stack brings in 22. You had like 19 blue. She had like 19. I'm like, dude, what, what's going on with this place all of a sudden? You know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, but you know, the fishing has changed so much down there. It's, it's, you know, for me, because like I've had time away from fishing there and then, you know, I kind of got back, you know, just here and there dobbing in tournaments or whatever and how much different it fishes now compared to what it did, you know, 25 or 30 years ago. Well, I think that's one thing we're very fortunate of to, um, to experience is how a body of water like the Upper Chesapeake, Tidal, um, and it's something for the guys that, you know, I, I feel good about how you have to adjust. You know, you, back in the day, I remember, I forget what year it was. I think it was, it might have been 89 because the, the regional I qualified for through Operation Bass was on Kerr Reservoir. I wanted to go down and fish, and I looked. The flats, dude, it sucks. You know, if you catch <laughs> a fish, you catch a limit, you're like, yay, a limit. And I yeah. like, didn't want to do it. Yeah. But my club, you know, back in the day, we had club rules. You know, you had to fish, so I fished. So I got pissed. I went up in the Sassafras and sat on one point all day and won the tournament with a whole nine pounds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh I didn't, you know, so, but there was nothing else to fish because I was right. like, where are you going to go? Every, the marinas are going to be full. I, I don't like fishing around crowds. Yeah. I don't like that. So, and then, you know, as the place progressed, you know, sod banks, you know, little gra eelgrass uh, patches started showing up. Eelgrass has been a big player for a lot of years, and it's still a player. Um, you just got to know when and how to fish it. And, uh, you know, wood was a big key for a lot of years. Basically all hard structure, anything rock wood yeah. was pretty much, or undercut banks. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Then certain areas of the river started growing grass down South and that became the better way to fish is further away from, you know, get down South, not North. And then I don't know exactly what year it was, but look at the, how the, all of a sudden that grass, that main flat. Start that milfoil. That milfoil came back. Man, when that yeah. milfoil got in there, it, it, so I, you know, you always got to fish with an open mind. Um, the flats is a perfect place if you're a power fisherman, mm. and it's a good place for your finesse fishing. But yeah. coming up through all those years of fishing it, you know, put a hydro spin in your hand, a jig. You know, we didn't have senkos back in the day, so nah. you know, it was a power worm. Berkeley Power. Blue Fleck. Blue Fleck. <laughs> yeah, they're still in the boat today. That's crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> Blue Fleck Power is in the boat. Still working. All right, I've got. I'm going to start with Dave. I'm going to go around the room here. Give Dave. Give us one good story from something you remember. It could be funny. It could be feel good. It could be whatever. From when we all traveled together. I want to hear one good story from you, Dave. Then Bob, I'm going to go to you next. Give me a good one from when we all traveled together. Oh man. Man, there, there are so many. <laughs> oh, my God. To, to pick one out is really difficult. But, but probably, you know, I, and I've told you this before. So Bob's brother, Ted, is a trained chef. All right. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm a fairly good cook. And we all, we all ate pretty good when, when we traveled together. Oh, God, yeah. But, would take it upon himself to go to Arby's and fill a cooler full of 
Arby's burgers and fries and whatnot. And, and despite having all this good food there, he'd come in at the end of the night and there he was just munching on these nasty ass week old fries and burgers and whatnot. And I just, I just couldn't believe that you could have enough stamina to fish all day long with the way you ate. I mean, it, it, it just boggled my mind the way you ate back in that, back in the day. But um, man, there, there are so many great stories from back then. Elvis, remember Elvis? Elvis. You, oh yeah. Yeah. The towel, the Elvis shell. Yeah. Towel. Champlain. Yeah. Delfonso. Delfonso. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Elvis. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. And then, Bob used to ride his ass, did he? <laughs> and oh, man. But you guys called him Elvis? <laughs> I never knew that. Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Elvis. And, a, and of course, solely you fish with him. And every time your bait gets stuck, you know, you'd say, Hey dude, I'm home. Dude, you ain't never been home. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of stories here that I just can't tell. So many good ones. Bob, Bob, give us a good one from back in the day when we all traveled (laughs) together like a motley crew. Ah, dude, it was such a mess, man. I mean, the first time I remember staying with you, dude, like me, I had two rods. I didn't even own a spinning rod, dude, you know? And I come back and the room looked like tackle warehouse. Stuff's everywhere, man. You're tying your stuff up until midnight. I just tied my two rods up, a jig and a spinnerbait, and I was done, man. That was it. But, um, you know, Mark always brought John Erickson with him, who slept wherever, on the floor, on the couch, had his sleeping bag. But I don't know if you guys remember, you were there when Pete brought Ken McIntosh to stay back at the house. I think we were in Alabama. Dude, the guy comes in. Pete's like, oh, yeah, he's a real nice guy. He's going to stay here with us, man. So he goes to sleep. We're all in a room sleeping. There was like bunk beds in there. Dude, It's it was like three trains and a, and a 747 just came right over the top of the place, man. This is how loud the guy snored, man. And we all came running out of the room with like pillows over our ears. And, oh, you know, my God. <laughs> oh, Ken yeah, McIntosh. Wow. You know, oh, I'm gonna... <laughs> hey, Bob, he... Hey, Bob, Pete has, like, a, a trend of bringing bad shit around people, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's brought some bad stuff to Ike's house, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just I just remember, like, you know, it was always a lot of fun. And, you know, we always had a lot of success, man. I mean, at one tournament, the, the last tournament, um, you know, I think it was the first year I fished the Invitationals. You know, Pete won a tournament. I qualified for the Classic. I think every one of us finished in the money. You know, it was just, like... You know, we're, we're from Jersey, dude. You know, nobody yeah. even heard of a guy from Jersey, man. You know, and Mike, you kind of put us on a map and stuff fishing wise. But, you know, it was always just such a good time. A great group of guys, you know, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for for Mark as a fisherman. And, you know, him winning yesterday, dude, it was like, you know, the best thing that could ever happen. You know, it was just yeah. like so exciting for me. Even even my wife, you know, we were excited here because, you know, Mark won a tournament, you know, because we stayed close over all these years of fishing yeah. and getting together. And it still means a lot when one of us wins. You know, when, when Dave won his tournament or Pete wins or you win, it's exciting for me, man, you know, and it's just, it's been a big deal, 
you know, over the years, 20 years plus whatever, we've been fishing together and, and been friends and it's just a good deal. But back in the day, man, that was, I can't even believe the way things ran. We were such a motley bunch, dude. You know, it was like, <laughs> it was like a joke almost, but we got the job done. And I think that's all that mattered, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still, it's funny. You said something too, because I still remember being at some of those invitationals early on and and we were always like the outcast just because when the sheet was printed out, you know, there'd be 400 names on that sheet. Well, there was only the six, five, six, seven names from Jersey. Yeah. And like they were, you know, once they saw that you're from Jersey, you're like, oh, no, like dudes were yeah. like writing you off instantly. You yep. know, they were like the from the armpit of America. You know, everybody's yeah. like hoping they don't draw us because we're from I the church. I'll tell you a funny story. We were fishing the St. John's and me and you were fishing up in the river, dude. I don't know if you remember this, man. And we came drifting by Jim Bitter and you stopped like in front of him and I got right behind him and oh, he started yeah. saying about Jersey guys, yada, yada, you know, and because we had him sandwiched and he couldn't even cast hardly, dude, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're from Jersey uh, and we know how to dude. be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, it was it was it was fun. His dude. last name's Bitter, and he was a bitter dude. I can tell you uh, that. There ain't man. no doubt about Many that, levels. man. Super hey. bitter. Mark, you got any good ones? Give us a good story from back in the day. Anything you remember? Uh, I remember. Um, I remember. Uh, well, we had like a lot of good times. Remember one time I took you guys when we went down to Kissimmee. Took you guys down to Over Streets. Oh <laughs> yeah. Bob jumps out drunk. Said, "What the world?" Hell are we at? We're like five, six miles. There's all this big Brahma bulls. It's like, where are we at? Dude, the ramp's right here down this road. Okay, we got back there. I remember, that was a good time. But I remember, I think we're down in Georgia. And you um, think we had a flat tire. We had to fix something on your on your rig. Yeah. And you, you cut your hands. And it was like all greased up. And we had to get going. And it's like, dude, it was bad. And the only thing I could think of, you know, I didn't do it on purpose, but I had that, you know, the hand sanitizer. I said, well, Mike. That's got alcohol. Put that uh, on there. Oh, oh yeah. Smoked him. Dude, yeah. oh, that scream that came out of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, dude. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. I, I, it, it was just so yeah. hilarious. It just sticks That's out. That's fucking awesome. sand crab sent him to the emergency room, and his, his wife had to drag him off the beach like he was an Iwo Jima. Iwo Jima. Oh, my God. No, it, <laughs> The, the great thing about us traveling together, though, is we did th – there was this, uh, like, a like a good bond of when somebody got in trouble or somebody got yeah. down, yeah. there was always someone there to help you. Like, Bob, I remember had you, – you had a boat go down up at, uh, up at up in the Great Lakes, up at Thousand Islands. Yeah, Thousand Islands. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, some, something would happen, and you always had a lifeline, yeah. which was nice. Because there was no cell phones. We had to travel in flocks. You had, had to travel yeah, in flocks. Pretty much. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I sank my boat up there, man. It took seven of us, remember, to get it on a trailer. It was like a miracle, dude, because it washed up on the shore by the only ramp within 100 miles. Dude. Wow. <laughs> it was like insane, man. And it was laying on its side, man. All my tackle, you know, my, my plastic boxes are like aquariums, dude. They're all full of water. And then the next day I had a fish, too, man, you know. So we yeah. were it up on the trailer and. You're right, man, because, you know, I, it'd probably still be there if I was by myself, you know. I just left it there, dude, you know. But um, everybody was always there to help. You're right. I yeah. wish I wish that, like, the younger generation could experience fishing world the way we did. Yeah. So they could appreciate an old an old 
Federation warrior like this yeah. actually going out on one of the hardest bodies of water with those hammers that are out there yeah. and actually winning. Yeah. Beating the Cowans, the Centaurs, the Rizzes of the world. Yeah. You know, and just yeah. and smashing them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I think, I think uh, a lot of times young guys, young anglers look at the sport and they're very jaded because they think, you know, they're going to get into it and then they're going to just get to that top level. Yeah, you it's know? easy. Yeah, it's easy. You know, driving – $100,000 rig, staying at the best hotels, and they forget about all that grind that we did. Oh, you know, sleeping. all those years of staying in the rat, rat hotels, the cabins oh. that were – dude, think about some of the cabins we stayed at. <laughs> the dilapidated yeah. cabins, you know, no air, no – like all that grind. But here's the thing. You know, you look at that and those guys are like, oh, I don't want to do that. It's, it's too much. Dude, they were some of the best moments – of oh, my yeah. life, yeah. dude. When you think yeah, about absolutely. it, right? They yeah. weren't glorious, but think, Dave. Think back to those moments. weren't they the best? They were oh, the best, I, without a doubt. You know, I, you just you, you reminded me of a time I was traveling with Bob and Ted, and we stopped in Anderson, South Carolina, and we stopped in the wrong part of town. Because <laughs> we we should not have stopped there. And Teddy slept in a chair by the window all night long, looking out, watching our boats. <laughs> <laughs> the watchman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, the, uh, lots of those places that we stayed in, whether it was Champlain or whether it was down in Okeechobee, you know, I mean, they weren't the best, but it was what we could afford. And we certainly made the best of it. You know, you know, you were, you were saying something earlier about uh, John Erickson. And I'll never forget him down in Okeechobee, you know, talking about stories. He, he, uh, one day when we were doing the invitations, he got hooked up with, uh, a, a, a person who was going to go through a sex change operation and, uh, happened to have very long hair, just like John, John had it down the middle of his back. John came back. He was in a panic, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the guy's a good fisherman here. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you got a good draw. He goes, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to talk about all day? I said, well, you can start with hair care products. <laughs> hey, Dave, remember that time when we were down at, at St. John's, man? I think we were down there and we I got shot at going in at a gas station. Remember that Yo time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Holy the shit. Guy, the guy behind the counter, man, he didn't even, dude, didn't even bat an eye. Like a bullet comes ripping through the door. As I'm walking in the place, Mansu's laying face down in the parking lot. And I, the guy's like, I said, dude, are you going to call the cops or anything? He's like, ah, I think I had an argument with the guy over selling beer on a Sunday. Yeah. They didn't call the cops or nothing. Man. I, I had my off-duty out behind the, the truck, for God's sake. But yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. yeah, but Dave, that was back before that was back before national carry, dude. Like that's back when we used to smuggle. We used to smuggle our guns just like any other bad guy, dude. <laughs> there was no national carry back then. Yeah, but we weren't fools, Dave. We nah, I know that, dude. <laughs> I remember, dude. I remember like going down to Florida to see my mom coming back when I would get halfway through the Delaware Memorial Bridge. It was like a sigh of relief because I knew I was street legal. You know what I mean, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just prayed you, if somebody you ran into somebody that they understood. At know? the bottom of the bridge on the Jersey side, and you smoked. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! I remember Bob coming out. Of, I mean, I, I mean, I'm like waiting for more shots to come, and I remember him coming out. And I'm like, dude, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. 
Some of the uh, some of the experiences from all those years is crazy, man. I uh, that talk, you know, you think back and it's like you said, you had no internet. I don't even know how we found our places. We all found houses all over the place. Yeah. Like you said, everybody helped out cooking and yeah. you know. I remember the uh the one trip um uh, when we were all down Hartwell. I don't know if you remember that. It was the, our, all of our first time down there, Bob's and yours and Dave and Pete. And we all come in and went, dude, you're all fishing for second. All those cuts, all the main lake cuts were loaded with these slobs. We've seen them everywhere. So we're like all excited because like, dude, we're going to kick their asses. We all go back the next day. We all come in, sulk and hanging our heads. Where'd they go? Yeah. We're like, they moved. Yeah. Where the hell they uh, moved? Why? They moved? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big wolf packs of them. Yeah. And they moved way out to them damn, you know, way out. I mean, you yeah. learned how to fish it since then, but I'll never forget that. It's like, wow. This, that was pretty easy. Because we had nothing. We have nothing like that up yeah. here where they no, move like that. There were no reservoirs. Like that, there were no reservoirs like that. Not we, of that size where they act like that. We didn't have the blueback herring schools like they yeah. had. We, you no. know, long points. Yeah. Spotted bass, shoal bass. What the hell were they? Flooded timber. Flooded timber. Yeah, it was all new. <laughs> you know, well, one of the, one of the, the things bass. that you know Mike brought up a good point is that you know guys today, the younger guys, they just want to get right into fishing opens or whatever the case may be. But you know, none of us skipped any steps. You know, we started at yeah. the club level, the federation, and then went to fishing invitationals and so forth, man. So it was like a progression. You know what I mean? Where guys today. And I think this the information that's on the internet, guys can get better faster, obviously, with yep. the amount of you know information that's on the internet. But I, I think it's important to go through those grinding years of fishing in a federation or club tournaments and then yeah. move up to regional tournaments and maybe like the opens or whatever. Because a lot of guys they just get in there, but they're not really competing in my opinion. But you know, that's it's it's you know, back then we kind of went through the steps, you know, just part of the process. Oh, the hard way you had to know how to triangulate. Yeah. yeah. No GPS. Yeah. Dropping buoys, man. Marker Dropping buoys. buoys. Yo, Dropping then, bombs. Then it got to the point yeah. where, yo, you paint them black. Yeah. yeah. So nobody knew you were fishing a buoy or take yeah. a bottle. <laughs> put a clear bottle out there that's floating on the water so nobody know you're what you're actually fishing. Yeah. 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 Hey, Bob, John McGraw and I were talking the other day about you, and we were saying that, is it true, like, in your opinion, that the BFL All-American back when you made it all those times was better than any event you had ever been in? Yeah, I, I, and the other reason why I say that, I, you know, I fished a couple classics in the All-American and, um, you know, bass, you know, when you, when you fish a bass event, man, there's a lot of egos there, man. And it's, it, and, and bass has, you know, some guys they're focused on and, you know, when you fish the All-American and it, everybody's at the same level, there's no egos there, you know, and it's still a big event, you know, but the, the, in the All-American, they're, they're focused more on all the anglers, man. Nobody's getting any extra press, man, because everybody's the same. You know, everybody made it out of 50,000 guys to fish the All-American. And I just, I enjoyed that because I'm not, you know, you guys who know me, you know, I'm loud and obnoxious, but that's not how I am usually around people. I'm quiet. I'm like, Mark, I just do my thing fishing, you know, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not looking for the attention of it. I just love to fish and fish tournaments, you know, yeah. but um you know i just i thought the all-american was just it was just a better event that's just my opinion a lot of people got an uproar over it but you know 
you know, that's just, like I said, it's my opinion. Yeah. You know? I, so. That's the one, the one regret of my career is that I never made an all American, you know, I, and I really, really tried hard, hard over the years. You know, I've yeah. made a lot of, of the, what, what, what is it? The divisional or regional, yeah. regional, regional yeah. I guess it was, I made a lot of regionals, yeah. but then I can never get, yeah. can never get past yeah. it. I was, know? I was fortunate to, in that, that one year to make it, yeah. um, uh, that make the all American and, uh, I wish they would have changed the dead fish penalty size back what then. What year was that, dude? Uh, 2004. I thought it was, four. yeah. I thought. Three or four. I made the All-American and National Championship the same year. I remember seeing your name just because it was the only New Jersey name on there, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, I lost at, that damn know. tournament because of a dead fish penalty. Wow. Oh. Oh. Where was that, that tournament at, Mark? Where uh, was that? Hamilton, uh, Lake Hamilton in uh, Arkansas. Uh. Right near, what's that? Ot- uh Wachita. Yeah, Wachita. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I fished the Connecticut River, and it's kind of funny because, like, you know, people were saying because I'm from the Northeast, I never fished a place in my life, dude. You know what I mean? I just went out there, and I had a good tournament. I think I finished fifth or something overall, but, you know, I never saw the place. But it was was a really good event, man. I liked it. Oh, I thought the All-America. That's what I tell I don't know why that, that, like, the whole TV, all that split where everybody's got their opinions, but. I thought the All-American, it was, a, it was a treat. They make you feel like you're, you know, like you said, you had to earn it. you got to come through and fish a lot of events. Yeah. It's real hard to get to. I went fortunate. I fished a lake I never fished for to get there, Lake Chautauqua. Yeah. <laughs> I never, um, and uh, luckily I, you know, we all do our due diligence and reach out to guys you might know, and you guys all know uh, Marcel Venstra. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's Marcel. Yes. Marcel. Marcel. Sweet Marcel. Marcel, yeah, Marcel, Marcel what a, man. What, what a great dude, and. <laughs> Marcel clued me in on a little stretch. He goes, I don't know. He says, I just got, it's just one spot that, you know, it's not near the community holes. You might want to try it. And he said, you might see somebody else there. He says, because I shared it with somebody else. And I said, well, I appreciate the start. Yeah. I got the start. And next thing you know, dude, I'm catching 20 pound bags of small mouth going, oh my God. wow. It's like, what do you, I made it. It's like, yeah. And got to that all American and, uh, it was uh, like like Bob said. Everybody gets treated the same. Yeah. It was a good event, you know. It was the, you know, the people watching. You young kids, you don't know, but remember the wide world of sports, right? Kurt Gowdy, the agony defeat oh, yeah. and the throw of victory. <laughs> well, I got to experience it firsthand, and oh, I was like, man. it was, uh, you know. And of course, then when when I went on to the national championship, right after, because they were back to back. I went from Arkansas right to Oklahoma, yeah. and I went from Jim Clear fishing trick worms around docks, wacky rig to water. You couldn't see your fingernails when you stuck it in the water. It was wow. so muddy. And, uh, and I was used, I was, you know, my head wasn't into that cause I was, you know, pouting, but that experience is something that, that of a lifetime that helps you. Like I said, you just, yeah. you, you know, and like it makes to this day, yesterday's win with my daughter was very, very special, but also the fact just, to win again, it's yeah. It's, 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 it's hard to win. It's hard to win, and it's hard gets, to win, and it'll never get old. Yeah. Now I just want to win again. So now yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm you know like I hope I can go up here and do well. I'm, I like what you said about her having the trophy when you're long and gone. Yeah, yeah. that's forever, yeah. dude. That's forever. forever. That's, that's rad. I mean, you guys all know if you have family, houses, or anything like that, dude. Money is just. I mean, that goes away, but that trophy's there forever. Yeah. Forever. That's fucking rad. Yeah, I, I love that, man. That's the most. Yeah. Michelle, I'll tell you. I mean, I got. I'm. I'm blessed when people come to my garage. I mean, I got. I got my share, and it's. It's. It's hard work. A lot of first losers. You know, I still. I critique. <laughs> I critique my win yesterday. 
Yeah. I was out in the garage this morning critiquing what I did. I was like, <laughs> you know, I should have done this. You know, right? Yeah. You know, it's like. Oh, well, yeah, you do that. And, and it's funny because it doesn't matter. You know, you won. But yeah, I, but, yeah, I, yeah, but I should have done this. Yeah. I, I could have been, you know, I yeah. shouldn't have missed those three. Yeah. I should have. You, you hey, let's, let's digress for a moment here. All right. Let's talk about proud moments amongst all of us. All right. How many people, Mark, have made the All-American and the National? When you think about it, all the people that have fished throughout the years. Yeah. Not very many. No. Right? No. So I made it. I made the National. Bob's made the National. He's made the Classic twice. He's made the, the, the All-American. All right. His brother made the, made the classic, right? Mike, Angler of the Year, BASS, the classic, right? And I was fortunate enough to win an Open. Yep. Just think what we've, we've, as a group, what we've accomplished yeah, and what cool. we, we have to be proud of. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's, Very cool. And that's why I think, you know, I feel, you know, honored to be here tonight oh, and to be oh, able to talk to you guys because everybody, when, some, when one of us win, you're really happy for Honestly, you know, of course we all want to win. Yeah. But when one of your buddies win, it's like, dude, because you know the effort that it takes and that you put in to get there. Yeah. So for the younger people watching, I want you to – I'm going to ask a question to the room, and then it includes our guests. Uh, I, see, I saw a meme, and it was about an old special operator, and it said, fear the old man that does a job where young men die, right? And in this room, we have a ton of dudes that at – Elder ages are successful. I'm going to start with you, Mansu. First, the younger generation, the way they're coming up now with the way things are sculpted, way different than when we came up, what would be your best piece of advice for young anglers watching right now to get wise to the game? It's a good question. Oh, man. that's Dave, you, know, you win a prize tonight. Dave, send in your info. Can I, can I have that, uh, that frog up there with the hook sticking yeah, straight you out? They'll catch every blade of grass. We you can have that frog. <laughs> that's your prize tonight. And. <laughs> You know, you know. Unfortunately, the whole game has changed. Now, are we talking about fishing? Or are we talking about, you know, the whole the whole competitive fish? angling? Dave, Mike gets swarmed, and I watched it myself. And I, I'm on the IM board. Gets swarmed with young aspiring anglers. What would be your advice to them to gain the knowledge, to gain the street knowledge? You know, the secret police shit to move forward. <laughs> well, first off, you have to be successful in the water. There's no doubt about it. And there's no substitute for time on the water. I don't care what you want to yeah. look look at, learn. You know, I mean, obviously there's a million, you know, there's Bass University things that are going to shorten your learning curve and whatnot. But until you apply those things and actually experience them, you know, you're you're missing out. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. You can't, just can't be done on the computer, you know. And then on the other end of it, you know, you know, unfortunately, you know, the whole social media thing has changed, you know, uh, the corporations and whatnot, you know, you're hurting yourself by putting those free stickers on everything, you know, and, and young kids don't understand it. You know, you, you gotta, you know, to make a living out of this thing now is become actually more difficult now than ever before, because there are so many people trying to do it. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's you know, it's easy to, to to cut the nose off despite the face here by by thinking that you're going to get ahead by doing things for free. And there's always somebody in line that wants to do the same thing. 
you know, will is willing to do the same thing. But as far as the fishing goes, dude, they're, you know, you know, like I, right now I'm in Del Rio, Texas at, a, at Kurt Dove's Pro Bass Camp. And, uh, you know, we've got 34 kids here right now that just soak up everything that we can possibly give them while they're out on the water. That's awesome. Eight hours, and, you know, you're teaching them from soup to nuts, trying to teach them from soup to nuts. And a lot of them think they know something, you know, but then when they see it applied, it's like you see the yeah. light bulb. You know, so, Dave, we, it's just like any other sport or any other craft, training, 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 right? Get yourself immersed. Listen, you're not going to be successful unless you work at it. I don't care what it, you have to work at, it. whether it's a sport, whether it's, you know, you know, books, education, whatever. You, you just can't sit by and do nothing. You've got to work at it. It's practice, practice, practice. You think Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls? By just sitting there looking at a computer no he's out on the field doing the work you've got to do the work you know mike's a classic classic example mark who spent more time on the water amongst all of us uh you know? mike mike was dark to mark, uh dark to dark beyond yeah you know yep. there, were there were nights where we didn't think he was ever going to come back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i used to call him the pizza eater because he used to have yeah. that little freezer full of tombstone pizzas that's right pizza eater i was yeah. proud of that nickname yeah you were i it's love a, that nickname I remember first time we stayed in the room together you got all his shit out right retied every single lure <laughs> on every single rod and i'm just watching him i already ate i'm sitting i'm sitting there and then he gets his maps out and i'll never forget this talk about the funny stories he goes to the freezer he puts his Mac and cheese in, turns around, boom, right on the floor. Oh, gets his pizza, got his pizza. You're pissed that you lost your mac and cheese. So you just ate a pizza. He sat on the bed. I said, I look over at him. Next thing, no, he's out. Dude, he's sleeping. He's dead yeah. cold. Next time when he woke up, I don't because I woke up because he got up. It was probably 4, 35 o'clock in the morning. You got up, got your shower, got all your shit out. You went. I'm like, it's still dark out. I'm like, <laughs> You go get him, brother. <laughs> so you go get him. And we're all like that, right? He's like, damn, that, I mean, oh, God, gotta hand it to you. I mean, like Dave was just saying, the effort and the time, you have to, you know, everybody picks their routine. But one thing that I would add to, like, these young guys getting into the sport and, you know, Bass University, obviously one of the greatest tools out there. Um, but what I was – how I learned how to um, become successful in the sport was an individual told me one time to be successful in a business. You want to look at who's, who are the people that are already successful in that business. Yeah. So I'm thinking the sticks back in the day. You guys remember Tom LaVictory senior. Oh yeah. Uh, we all know Eddie Cowan. Um, those two guys there, it's like you got to every tournament, you were sick and tired of hearing them win. Yeah. But you know what they were really good at? Flipping. Yeah. They always had them big sticks. They, well, flipping stick. I, I started fishing with spinning rods. I own two now. But I started out, I didn't know nothing really about that technique. Yeah. I had to throw a jig. Yeah. I didn't know that technique. So what I figured for me to be successful in this sport, to compete against those types of guys, I need to learn how to flip. Right. So you find out, so, but in, unfortunately, if someone tried to pattern himself after someone like yourself, you're very versatile. You're good at a lot of things, but that's what guys got to look at. Who right. do you want to, what, what do you want to, who do you want to, you got to pick a, a model. 
Yeah. A business model, I guess you would call yeah. it. Yeah. To follow. Yeah. To become successful. So you could start with Bash U. You could uh, sign up for these tournaments. Go as co-anglers. Yeah. That's a good way to learn. That's I what agree. I did. I agree with the co-angler. And you're going to learn two things as a co-angler. You're going to either learn one, what to do. What and you're gonna and you're gonna learn a lot of things not to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah. Because you draw guys that my biggest thing that I always see you guys do, they run up on a spot and they sit down on top of it and they I mean literally blow it out. Now on some lakes and some certain uh, situations, that's they say, Oh, it's a good thing you stirred the fish up. Yeah. But when I was fishing as a co angler, I ain't never seen anybody catch a fish. And I started questioning my partners, like, do you ever catch a fish when you do this? Yeah. And they just like, Well, yeah, sometimes. I'm like, okay, sometimes. Well that <laughs> So, yeah. But what you said is very important for you young guys watching in terms of being a co-angler. Lower your expectations yes. about going out and winning. Yep. Uh, but accept what not to do. That is so crucial yeah. because you will find yourself in those what not to do situations more so than you'll ever find yourself in the fish are just flying into the boat. Mm -hmm. And you will recognize them by living through them versus doing it at, on the front of the boat at a higher cost. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, that's, that's the biggest key. You know, one of the best co-anglers around that I knew that I learned a lot from was uh, a guy I hooked you up, Mitch Pearson. Mitch was awesome. Hell, yeah. Yep. And a, and a stick. Like, yes. Yeah. To catch them. Yep. And catch them, catch them. I remember he told me a story one time. He went on Thousand Islands as a co-angler. Gets drawn with a guy. Guy runs out between the two islands. Wolf Island and that other little island. Grenadier, I think it is. Yeah. And he goes, we pull up to the spot. The guy pulls out one rod, and he's got a 10-inch Berkeley power worm on. He goes, I knew right then and there, this ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I just never forget that because I'm like, well, did he catch any? He went, no. He goes, but I learned one thing. That's what I'm telling you about learning. Don't, goes, use, <laughs> don't use a 10-inch Berkeley Power Worm in jig clear water when you're fishing for smallmouths. <laughs> I mean, it might work. Um, but that's, you know, getting back to, you know, the, 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 for the young guys that want to get in the sport, anybody wants to get in the sport, look for who's the most successful. Yeah. What is their strengths? That, or what did they win a tournament on? Because, yeah. you know, sometimes you'll win on a chatterbait. You'll win on a finesse worm, spinner. There's a lot of different things everybody wins on. So yeah. that's what... You know, I would suggest to anybody, if you see like like a Mike Ike and Ellie that's successful or these new guys coming up, what are they doing? Right. Seems like drop shot and a lot of finesse is coming back into play. Yeah. Because I remember when we first came into the game, I got in the game like Lake of Pack on Greenwood. Slider head. Oh, well, all these guys. Power worm. Four inch. Yeah. Everybody was finesse fishing. Yeah. Well, I was like, well, why can't I throw a big spinnerbait or why yeah. can't I throw a jig? And well, that did work. Yeah. yeah. But. The finessing was the deal back then, and that then you go through the trend, and it seems like now, now everything, I, maybe it's the bodies of water. Yeah. You know, for the big smallmouth yeah. that chasing that you, you know, like we're talking about, like four pound test. Yeah. So I'm hoping, like Erie, I hope they're not that finicky because, uh, I'm old school. I start with, I'm not, I'm not going, well, let me try eight pound, seven, six, four, five. Hell with that. If they ain't eating what I'm throwing, I'm going to try some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck in that line problem right now, and I'm trying to get out of it. But hey, Bob, I want to ask you, and I know you're going to be a lot more coarse and a lot less, uh, a lot less finesse than these guys are. But if you had a son that just all of a sudden wanted to get into this, now for those of you listening, younger guys, the way Bob made the classic was under the hardest circumstances that existed. Yeah. There's nothing in place right now that's harder than the way Bob made, correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I made it once through the pro division and then once through the federation. And <clears throat> actually, Mike did the same thing because 
and this is a, I, I wanted to ask Mike, I know he felt like crap after this, but Mike had a chance to qualify. It was the most amazing thing that probably feat that I've seen anybody do was that he got disqualified from a tournament by Jim Bitter, right? And, the, and yeah. an invitational, and they took you out of the classic contention. Yeah. And then you turned right around and won a national championship <laughs> to make it, dude. I mean, you went from like the lowest low to the highest high, dude, like overnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, so, and and then know. got a podcast and talked shit on Jim Bitter right. for the last twenty years. <laughs> All these years later, what's <laughs> up, Jim? Hey, you heard me say it comes full circle. Uh, it all came full circle what's tonight. Up, Jim? In your yeah. face, in your face, Jim Bitter. <laughs> you shouldn't have been. Should have held on to that fish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah don't bounce fish off your dashboard. Yeah, you know, yo, rule, see, this is what happens when you pay attention. Should have held on to that fish. <laughs> yo, you never measure a fish on top of the gunnel. Yes. Yeah, yeah. On the floor. When he measured his fish under Never. the boat, how will this work out? Yeah. You know, like. Well, that's what I was. He probably had the scale on the side. Yeah. John McGraw that. never even measures the fish at all. He just puts it in the live well. Just assumes that his dumb partner don't read yeah. shit. <laughs> Try to weigh in a 10 incher on the flats. Who cares? It looked 15. It looked 15. <laughs> 10, 15. No, it looked 12. I, I was like, John, where's your scales? He gets 12. And we threw yeah. it in. Bob, but Bob, go ahead, Bob. For the younger guys watching, Mike has a ton of young guys that want to hear from a wizard like yourself. Go ahead. You know, I, I just think like you guys are right. There's no substitute for time on the water. And and when we were fishing coming up, it was even more important because we didn't have the internet or anything like that. The only way you learned a place was by going out there and fishing all the time. But, you know, I, you know, I work on my, you know, like instincts fishing, like, you know, coming up from the Federation level. I used to keep a log of the weather before I went fishing, during the time I went fishing, after the time I went <laughs> fishing all the time. Um, just because I think there's more to fishing than, than just what you're casting or where you're throwing it. There's going to be decisions you're going to have to make during the tournament days, um, or where you're going to start or when you get into multi-day tournaments, you know, where you're going to go the second day or the third day, or when you're going to leave your fish. There's so many decisions you have to work on. And, you know, for young guys, they got to spend time on the water and, you know, maybe with, you know, anglers that are, are seasoned already or better than them. And, you know, just remember that, you know, one day they're going to be in charge of making their own decisions out there on the water and being able to sense the fish is like super important, man. I mean, everybody talks about what you throw or where you throw it, but, you know, you have to spend time on the water constantly just to get a sense of what the fish are doing and, and go to different places. Don't go to the same pond all the time. You know, go to a tidal river one day, go to a natural lake one time, go to a place you could deep yeah. crank or flip jigs or whatever the case may be to expand your game so you get a good knowledge, different watercolors. You know, here in the Northeast, we don't really get, you know, a chance to expand, you know, dirty water or, you know, places like that. There are a few, but, um, you know, like I said, there's more to it than just going out there and, you know, what you're throwing or what kind of baits and you got to work on, you know, that mental part of the game and, and just get a sense to what the fish are doing um, during that, you know, during the tournament or going into the next day. And I'll tell you, man, I've been successful probably, you know, maybe 50% of my tournament days are fishing places I've never even practiced on. Just Bob, in terms of your, and, of your weather, when you used to document your weather and, and, and record your weather, how, did, you, did you get as deep as like barometric pressure and stuff like that? Or what, no, I like, never what got did you document? 
Yeah, I never got into the barometric pressure, but I got, you know, was it a front, you know, high pressure, you know, what kind of day was it, you know, weather, temperature, the whole nine yards. And I'll tell you, man, you can get a great sense of what the fish are doing just by the water temperature, man, or the fronts, especially like in the spring, the fall, certain places you go to. I mean, the summertime's the summertime. The fish really are going to be doing what they're doing. But, you know, the spring and the fall are super important, man, when that water temperature changes. And, you know, I'll give you an example. Like, I know when I go to Kerr to fish, you know, back in the day, I used to throw top water there. I knew it was good until the water got like to 70 degrees. After that, it was, you know, the fish move into the creeks and, you know, it's a different kind of game. But, it, you know, it, just the little details. And a lot of times guys overlook that, but that puts you ahead of everybody, in my opinion. You know, guys are caught up on the exact baits they're throwing. But on any tournament day, fish are getting caught on 50, 100 different baits. You know, yeah. it's not that important. It's, you know, a lot of times what wins tournaments and Mike knows this more than anybody, man, you gotta be, you know, man, you're going to make some tough decisions and Mark knows this all Dave knows this, you know, those decisions make you or break it during the tournaments, man. And you got to keep repetitively doing it until it comes natural and you get a better idea of what you need to do during a tournament to be successful. And it doesn't always work out. Tournament fishing is one of the roughest things you'll ever do, you know? Yeah. And, and don't let the bad days like I mark one of a perfect example. Mark one yesterday. He's at the highest high. Me and Brian went out there and it's had the worst day of our lives yesterday. Just another day to me, Bob. Yeah, you just go out. You just go out and, you know, so you had a bad day. It's just how I'm it is. used to it. Bob, Bob, the I disappointment is, is, is kind of I'm just I'm just so used to it. <laughs> yeah. Bob, I had hey, another question for you, and we've talked about this on past Ike Lives when you were on here. And for those that have never seen those, new, new viewers to the show, you're an avid hunter. You're a successful yes. avid hunter for deer. How would you equate your pattern movement in terms of the weather? Could you equate like your deer, your deer patterns as well as the bass patterns? Is that something you could articulate? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, um, you know, for me, obviously, deer hunting, um, weather has a lot to do with deer movement, just like the bass. It's pretty much the same exact thing. But deer do certain things. You know, bass have the spawn, bass have or deer have the rut, you know, and there's certain times of the year that they're moving. And I tell all the guys out there hunting, man, you know, um, the best time everybody wants to hunt during the rut. But the best time to hunt is actually, for me, the last week of October. But um, the, the weather weather patterns um and deer hunting man i mean you know you could definitely you know the better days are when it's colder high pressure deer tend to move earlier move more you know and it's kind of the opposite with bass fishing you know bass they don't want cold cold fronts moving in and stuff like that they want stable conditions man but you 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 know it, there's you know whitetails are very cover oriented so are bass there's a lot of things that you could um put together with, with doing both and the other thing you know about deer hunting it's so important is it puts you outdoors you know you're in the woods you're you're looking at you know nature and you can kind of get a sense of what's going on and the same things happen with fishing you know you could look at certain things and you know you pull into a pocket and see a bunch of birds diving down it catches your attention you know or whatever the case may be but you know um it, it's all about you know getting out in nature and seeing what's going on and you could definitely learn something deer hunting and mark's a deer hunter too and so is Mr. Mansu there, but you know, it's a good thing um, to get you tuned in to, it's a different kind of creature, but it's all the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you this, I want to, I, I like to put Bob on the spot here and I want to hear from Mark and Dave about this. Bob is one of the best 
natural fishermen I've ever seen. And I've been I've been around them all, man. I've yeah. never seen anyone that has better natural instincts than uh. Bob. It, it's amazing. And dude, he you he could have a brown paper bag full of lures, yeah. two rods, yeah. and you listen to the fish better than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. Why is that? Dave, man, Officer Mansu, why why is Bob so good at listening to the fish? Uh, he, uh, well, <laughs> so, so, uh, I, cause he's probably got the same size brain as one as one. He desires him sexually. That's what I was thinking. Wow. <laughs> Sex with bass. Yeah. But the reality of it is you're exactly right. I, I can't tell you how many times we would be practicing for a tournament and we, we would have a great practice. Okay. Put the boat in the water tournament day. We're about ready to take off. And he'd look at me and go, dude, we're scrapping everything. And I'd say, what? And, and, and to me, nothing had changed. The environment was exactly the same. All right. But Bob would recognize one minor change that I did not. Yeah. And he, that it, it ain't going to work today. We're doing something else. Yeah. And, and off we'd go and, and we'd be successful. You know, yeah. the guy just, Friggin' amazed me at how he could read that environment and know that there was a, the slightest of changes. And you only get that by spending time on the water yeah. and stopping the outdoors, you know? Yeah. But over time, I mean, you recognize that, hey, you know what it's like. You know, you got a bright, sunny day, and then all of a sudden, here come the clouds. You know, what do you do? You know, you got a little bit of wind. You make a change. The, the environment, we, we, we work in a fluid environment. And you have to be fluid with it. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, there's no better, nobody better at it than Soul. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen it. Uh, Mark, I know you've seen it, him at work. It's just amazing. Well, I you think it, it's, uh, what I was t- we're talking about a little bit. It's, it, his, it's Bob's attitude. Yeah. You know, added, his attitude towards it's like he knows what he knows and he trusts his instincts. Yeah. And, you know, we all got this little voice in our head. It's, it's, it's part of your instincts. And sometimes, you know, he, he never sec- – Bob doesn't second-guess himself. It's like, dude, it ain't working. Why are you doing it? Yeah. You know, he's not insane. That's insanity, right? Keep yeah. doing it. Like, I'm going to make them eat them. They're going to eat it. Yeah. You know, like throwing a chatterbait for six hours and you ain't got a bite. Yeah. <laughs> no, <they're> gonna- <laughs> right? Guilty. I know. I know they're yeah. going to bite it. I, I'm going to win if they bite. But, Guilty yesterday. But yeah. – <laughs> that's I got news for it. That's what I've taught myself the past couple of years because down on the flats, a power fisherman dominated down there, but then all of a sudden they get real, you know, finicky and stuff. And, you know, the I think it was the first tor- BFL this year that I fished. Dude, they bite the chatterbait. Yeah. I don't care what you say. Well, at the end of the tournament, I would have said, well, they bite the chatterbait, but they didn't bite it today. Yeah. And yeah. I talked to Keith Callen. He said, Keith said the same thing. Dude, I did the same thing. I'm like, hey, you only need five bites. Yeah. But a guy like Bob, he'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Give it 20 minutes. It ain't working. Do something else. And it, I believe it's all in the positive attitude. Yeah. No, don't, in other words, there's a lot of people you could talk them out of stuff. Yeah. You're not talking solely out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, not a chance. Call it bullhead. It's not being bullheaded. It's just being having – you know, ex- experience on the water. I mean, I feel I'm a lot like him in that way. You know, when I make, you know, 
it's I make up my mind. That's it. Trust in the voice. I, I trust, trust in your it. instincts. Trust it. Yeah. How many times you fishing and all of a sudden you know you, you maybe you're catching them. Let's say on a senko, and you know you got your spinner bait, jail, you stop on there, and you just kind of, you know what? Well, that looks like I should throw a spinner bait. Yeah. You just put yeah. it down. You pick it up. Yep. Make the kid whack. You're like. And then you put it down, and you pick up what you're doing. I've had many parts like, what are you doing? Yeah. I said, well, that, that fish, that was a spinnerbait fish. Yeah. You're not going to keep throwing it? No, dude, they don't want the spinnerbait. That fish did. Don't. <laughs> I don't know why. It's yeah. just, but yeah, the, you, know, the, yeah. you know, the bright ideas. And, you know, I guess it's from coming to a young kid. My, so my mom and dad told me, well, you got a lot of bright ideas, don't you, boy? I said, yeah, I got a lot of bright ideas. And you learn to follow them yeah. and trust them. Trust your instinct. Trust yeah. them. And that's, I believe, it, that's all goes back into that mental game. Right. You know, just because you see a Mike Iaconelli over there throwing a – maybe you're throwing a chatterbait. Well, I, Bob sees you doing it. He ain't catching one. He's not going to throw because you are. Right. He's going to throw exactly what he believes he's going to throw. Yeah. And I would do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. One of the, one of the things that's important, and I, I actually – I know Mike is really good at doing this. Um, when you go into a tournament day, especially, you know, a lot of guys are so locked in, locked into what they did in practice, what yep. they threw in practice. And so the best, you know, thing to do is, you know, when you, when you start fishing, whatever you're fishing, say you're fishing docks or points or whatever it is to go through a progression of lures, because maybe the mood of the fish have changed. Maybe you caught them on a spinner bait there in practice. So a lot of guys will go fish that point with a spinnerbait, you know, they're in a tournament, they don't get bid on it. And then some other guy will say, well, you know, dude, I was dragging a jig on the same point. And I weighed in 25 pounds. Yep. You know, so like, you know, guys are so caught up and doing exactly what they did in practice that they don't go through any kind of progression during a tournament. Yeah. Um, Great point, I Bob. Think, you know, yeah. a lot of guys, they, they just kind of, you know, and that, that, you get, you could easily get caught up in that even during a tournament day, right? In the yep. morning, you caught them on a spinnerbait throwing it all day and you don't get a bite after you know 15 20 minutes the, the bell should go off saying something's wrong or something changed you know and you know what else should i be throwing or or maybe the fish moved or whatever it is yeah yeah so uh, mike do you mike do you do you remember a few years back on rayburn bob just made a great point you know um and it's not just a you know the progression could also be when you're catching fish but a few years ago, we were fishing on Rayburn, and we were flipping. I was flipping a half ounce uh, baby D bomb into bushes, and we were catching two and a half to three pounders. Yeah. And you asked me, "Have you gone to a three quarter?" And we were only flipping in two, two to two and a half feet of water. Yeah. And I said, "No, hadn't thought about it. I mean, we're only into two and a half feet of water." Yeah. And you put that three quarter, and that size went from two and a half. The three and a half and four yeah so so those progressions and making those changes even when you're catching fish yeah can make them as well yeah. and that's only that's something you only learn when you're on the water yeah it's hard because you never want to be satisfied even when you're catching them you want to is there something that can catch them a little better yeah you know is it just a little bigger a little smaller heavier weight lighter weight you know you're always the minute you get satisfied as an angler, uh, you're screwed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You can never, 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 ever be satisfied. No, nope. you know? I know I'm never. Yeah. Even yeah. when, like I said, I was critiquing my performance. Yeah. This morning. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I'm like, this. yeah. That's yeah. A, it, it's a good critique. Well. That's so awesome, man. Here's, here's something I won't critique. I won't critique the fact that I got to grow up and come up 
fishing with some of the best guys in the state of New Jersey. It was unbelievable back then. It's unbelievable now. This has this does feel like it's come full circle. What an awesome night for me to sit here with with Dave and Bob and Mark, you, um, with Brian DeCarpenter and Dave Brodzik, who I've fished with since I was 10, 11 fucking years old. Nice. What an unbelievable night this has been for me. Uh, man, well, I, I appreciate I, being here. I'm so proud to know all you guys. Uh, I'm, I can tell you I'm the fisherman I am today because of everybody in this room, all, all of you. Dave Brodzik, Brian DeCarpenter included. So appreciate thank it. you guys. Thank you guys. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, I think we all are. What's that saying? It takes a village to raise an idiot? Yeah. Isn't that what it goes? It takes a village to raise an idiot. That's right. (laughs) Something like that. Go ahead. Uh, It's it's been a great experience throughout, you know, throughout the entire, our entire careers together. And, you know, the one thing that we continue to do is, is number one, be friends. And number two, keep rooting for each other. And that's, that's pretty awesome. After 30 years, that's awesome. Yes, yeah. Well, Dave and Bob, I appreciate you guys coming on, and I know it, uh, it made this show special. I know Mark appreciated it too. So I, th- I thank you guys for coming on. That was, that was fun, awesome. man. That was super fun. Great stories. Nice. And All if right. you guys, if you guys want macaroni and cheese and Elio's pizza, come to the house. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How about Arby's? And Arby's, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, Andy, Andy, uh, Andy Mansu on the message board said. Uh, Oh, fuck. I forget what she said. <laughs> she said she wants me to come back to the oh, Mansu oh, house. No, oh, Bob, Bob was a great uh, furniture mover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, was, that was terrific, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Good night. Thanks for coming yeah, on. All right. Take care, man. Thanks. See you, See you later, guys. Later, Bob. Later, Dave. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah. Wasn't that awesome? That was yeah, awesome, it was. Bro. Oh, that was so awesome. Yeah, it brought back some good memories. Yeah. Yeah, they was uh, – yeah. Good sticks, too. I, I, I wonder how much of the younger, like, when we were coming up, like, I wonder how much of the younger generation appreciates, like, a Bob Soley. Yeah. Do they even know of his accolades and how hard it was to get to that? I know. I would say for those of you watching that want to be this, be what Mike is, you need to learn that. You need to, you need to understand that. I think that's a huge component to understand yeah. how hard it was to get to where those guys got to. Yeah. You gotta well, you gotta be willing to put the work in, yeah. you know. And I think if you if yeah. anybody that's successful, you know, you have to put the work in. But the great thing is, if you're passionate about fishing, you know, like we talked about, like, dude, I I think about it every day. Like, there's not a day that goes past that I don't think about it. I jumped out in the kayak today for like I only had like had like a little thirty minute window. I went out. Yeah. I just love to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? So when you can combine those two. You know, if you have that passion, then that then that that works a lot easier. Yeah, you know? the passion, the desire. It's like you know, you just set goals for yourself in life, you know, and don't let anybody tell you, you know, um, you know, you can't, Yeah. you know, sometimes a lot of times, uh, a lot of people, I mean, you had, you know, a nice back and behind you, you know, a family is, you need certain people behind you. And so when you have those, you know, cause it's a lot of efforts. And when we all started out, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I was one of them. I yeah. was like, what you get your degree in, dude? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you, need to, yeah. you need to go exercise, exercise yeah. that degree. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah. he did. No, he but felt- I mean, like, not fishing, bro. You need to be doing something else. Oh, so I was yeah. one of them ones like, yeah. dude, what are you, are you crazy? Yeah, but it's um, <laughs> but it was all worth it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's their struggles. It is what it is. But yeah. you just got to have that desire, the passion, and be prepared to not catch them. Yeah. 
There, it's going to happen. Yeah, but that's okay. Roller coaster. Because something happened. That's yeah. all. It's just it's 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 it'll all work out if you have the faith and just keep moving forward. That's right. Um, we are. Did I mention this? I think Becky mentioned it, Brian. Yes. We are the only live podcast. I got a lot. I get Mike. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh. I got a lot of good comments about Becky's uh, reads. Becky's reads were great. They were fantastic. It was way better than something you would have played. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it was good. Uh, she did a great job. She did a great job. This is the only live podcast that does a mystery tackle box unboxing, and we're going to do it right now. Just Mark, this is how this works. Yes. Yeah, no, good. good, good okay. Good, good. All right. This is my favorite part is the noise of breaking the seal. You ready? Love that part. <laughs> um, Mark, here's the rule. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to let you start. You're the guest. I'm going to have you pick out one bait in here. You pick anything else that catches your fancy. Pass it to me. I'll pass it to Dave. We'll pass it to Brian. And then we're going to have you analyze that lure. That's it, okay? Okay. So you get to pick one thing out. Anything you want in there. Just something that catches your eye, something that, you, that maybe you'd want to try or something that you hadn't thought about that catches your eye. And we'll discuss, uh, we'll discuss what lures are in here. Definitely, uh, we're doing a um, uh, pro box tonight, Bry. Yes. Instead of the, uh, we've been doing the elite boxes, the green box the last few shows. Tonight we're mixing it up. We're going back to a pro box, which I still love. Still He's love. Settled any bit on something. Okay, we got one thing there. I'm going to go. I'm going here, Dave. Hey, that's the first go. thing you grabbed, dude. I know. I looked at it and I, I instantly kind of liked it. And then uh, Dave, when you're done, pass oh, it to Brian. I got mine. Okay, Dave's got his. We we'll go right. to Brian the Carpenter. Hey, let me see what else is in there before I give it to Brian. Oh, so <laughs> no, I'm happy. Make with sure what you I get. Got. Are you happy with? Yeah, that? I'm happy with what I got. All right, Mark, what do you got? Let's. Oh, uh, let's... uh, you know what I got, dude. Took your life. Oh, look at that. All right, what do you I got? got with uh, your life with this, bro. The live Magic uh, Shed, Lake Fork Minnow. Okay, Lake Fork Magic Shed. That's a good one. It looks like a good one. Looked like it'd be a great uh, chatterbait trailer. Chatterbait trailer. Bait trailer. Yeah. And maybe just a little old Texas rig. Yep, I like the color too. I like a the little color. bait fish looking Ooh. color, green and green yeah, and white. Got the white belly. It's got Thank the looks. watermelon back, black flake, little red flake. There you go. Absolutely. All right. I wouldn't be afraid to throw it down on the flat. That's for sure. Definitely on the back. I didn't even look at the back. Like I said, just Texas rig. Texas rig. I think that's how. I would maybe do. weightless. Maybe on the back of a chatterbait. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I've got something here. I have. I honestly have never seen this bait before in my life at all. And I like it because it's like a combo of two things. This is a rip snorter by Chase Bates. It's a soft minnow bait, Texas rigged, with a little blade at the bottom. Like a little, a little bass. Spin. Yeah, like a little little uh, fish head spin. So it's a combination of a swim bait and a fish head spin together. I like it because it has a hook that's weedless. I can see throwing this thing around cover. When they're dialed into a bait fish shape, look at that little thing. Absolutely. I like it. All right, Dave, what do you got? I have something amazing. Okay. I have Big Spawn's Rattlebot. Ooh. A little crawfish. Ah, a little rattle trap. Rattle trap bait. And I only took Whoa. this because this is a similar bait that before it was called yo-yoing. I didn't know it was called yo-yoing. I yo-yoed yo -yo. a classic Top Rod Championship away from Brian with a bait that looks <laughs> similar to this. <laughs> All these years later, still rubbing yeah, it in. Yeah, feel how sticky those hooks are. Oh, heck yeah. Heck let, yeah. That, oh, it's got a yeah. Oh. Ooh. Let Mark, let Mark check them hooks. Wow. It's we got, got a nice sticky little those knocker are, in dude. it. Yeah, it's true. Huh. Came right in on my. Oh, wow. Oh, you're saying Dave moved in on you? Yeah. Well, uh, you, know, you know that one. That was uh, one, yeah. Mike, that we uh, conspired yeah. against you. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's okay. 
So I, this trophy's on my wall. <laughs> it's on my look at me wall. I, I never, I never I got a dang trophy for nothing. No, that's uh, all right. I you finished, got it. You got a trophy in our heart and soul, Brian. Yeah, I finished second in everything. You know what I also like about this, Dave? Real quick, it's textured. Yeah. yeah, it has texture, and a lot of rattle baits don't have texture. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? So I it like has that. definitely. Yeah, and this is something I would never have bought no. unless I subscribed to yeah. this yeah. platform here. It's cool. Brian DeCarpenter, what do you got in the MTB box? Beats the hell out of me. Okay. What do we got? got? We got 10,000 Fishes Summer Shad. They actually make some pretty neat baits, this company, 10,000 Fish. And uh, You've seen some of their stuff? I've seen some of their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's di it's different. It's neat. And uh, this is what that is. It's one of these. I don't know. I can see that on a drop shot. Yeah, it's it's a big bait for a drop shot, though. Yeah, I could see it on a drop shot, though. Would you mope it? It's got a little thin tail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me see that. A little tickler. Oh, hell yeah. I What's that deal where they uh, kind of troll it? Wow. Look, I oh, was yeah, moping or... Give me that. Moping or... Uh, There's some other... That's way right, Like a Damiki style rig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hover yeah. strolling. That, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Hover stroking. Stroke. It's got I put an open jig head on this up in, up on like Champlain. Yeah, maybe? see the silver foil it's got in it? Yes. Little metal it's flash strip. Uh, that's that's pretty dope, dude. See that working? Yeah, they got some neat baits, man. Huh. A few of them. Are they expensive? I think they make that spinner bait that, uh, or that bait that looks like a spinner bait. That With bait the... looks expensive. Is that, are they expensive? I don't know. Yeah, that looks that fucking looks expensive, dude. Huh. I like that foil in there. That is not cheap. Dude, there was, there was some good detail. baits. There were some good baits in that pro box tonight. That's right. Dude, we had a lot That's of activity legit. on the board tonight. And dude, we got some, some shout outs to people that were at the event yesterday. We had some cool people show up and donate their time. A lot Keith, of. Our buddy Keith Thomas. Keith came, Thomas. Shout out to Keith Thomas. Yeah, uh, he came out there and, and, and yeah. was with you guys all day. Yeah, we had so many volunteers. I think we ended up, uh, it was funny because about two weeks before the event, maybe three weeks before the event, we had three volunteers. And we were like, oh, my God, this is not good because right. we have a kids event. We have to run fish. We have, And then, like, I, I posted a couple messages, and we ended up having, I think, about 20 volunteers yesterday. Oh, so. Nice. Shout out to all the volunteers that came out yesterday. We also had a couple students from the Bass Fishing Club at Penn State University. So thank you guys as well for showing up to help. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, Brian, that was that was great. It was good to see Keith out there, and Keith helped with the kids' event. That was cool, man. Mike on. And Max, young Max. Young Max. Yeah, did you get to meet yeah, him? Yeah, I spent a lot of time with Max. He's cool, man. He's a cool dude. That kid's got a lot of personality. A lot of personality. Is that the dude who's hanging around the truck? Yeah. When I was talking yeah, to you? Yeah, that kid's he legit. picture. Yeah. yeah, that kid's legit, man. Yeah. he. Uh, <laughs> Dave, he's great. <laughs> yeah, he's legit, dude. <laughs> he's awesome, man. But he, brought his, <laughs> he brought his video stuff. And so this kid's probably how old do you think he is? 12? 12, 12? 14, maybe. Yeah, 12, no, 13, 14, yeah, 12. something like that. He's a big kid. Yeah, Dude, he's he, tall. he literally brought his like little camera, his GoPro, his like like YouTube camera, and he uh, was talking to Vegas, and he was telling him, "Oh yeah, you gotta have this," and he was schooling Vegas on what to do, like how to capture content, wow. which I thought was really cool. I'm like, yeah. you know, I could see like an adult doing that, but it's like a kid teaching a kid. He's, he's no, I watched really him cool. content in your boat that's out front right now. I watched him content in the whole thing, like, talking about it, man. Yeah. Like, he had the camera. Yeah, he was yeah, saying Wow. Yeah, yeah. He, he's wise beyond his years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a good you kid. He's I mean? going to be yeah. successful, yeah. whatever he does. A lot does. of personality. Yeah. I, yeah, I dig yeah. that kid, man. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was yeah. cool to meet him. Bridget? 
Bridget was there. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you get to talk to no, her? No, I didn't I see her, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we saw da- a senior. Her in a while. Dave Senior was there. Mm-hmm. I saw Senior. I talked, yeah. Yeah, we, we talked to Senior. Yeah. I asked him how he'd cooked all them catfish. That's all I could think of. I caught like six catfish in one day on a spinnerbait. I was like, God, I would love to kill every one of you guys right now. <laughs> like you're taking this $9 revenge spinnerbait and twisting it on me. I would kill every one of you if I knew how to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, oh, senior would know how to do it, man. Uh, he knows how to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And make it delicious. Oh, he makes his own tartar sauce. Oh, I, I, fresh I'm, bread, lettuce. You oh, lived through all that. We oh, got none of that. Well, that's what you get for not showing up. I when I invited you every goddamn weekend, David. <laughs> yeah. Every one of them. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, you know what, dude? Shout out to Michael Berry. Michael Berry is a uh, he's a guy from Oklahoma, and he's been an Ike Live fan or you know a follower of ours for a long, long time. And uh, dude made some baits. Let me uh, I'm gonna bring these over to you, Mike. Mike Berry, huh? Yeah. Mike Berry. Yeah. Oklahoma. The Okie. Let me see some Oklahoma baits. Skinoki, whatever that song is. That Mike. Mmm. Wow. Swim baits. Oh, the theme, though. They got themes on them. Oh, let's see that. Wow. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, he did. That was so dope. Oh, he did. What? Stock walking. That is not a search. That is not search in his pocket, ladies and gentlemen. That's cool. Little DT DT 14 size bait there. Let me see that one. A couple square bills. I want to see that DT. Very cool. Yeah. Pretty baits, dude. Yeah, so that DT's solid uh, resin, Mike. Is that really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. What does that mean? I wonder what the point is. This looks like something that would hang from your rearview mirror, you know? Like, (laughs) I would hang that. No, I'm not saying don't throw the bait, but you don't want to wreck it. No, I know. It's it's cool how you got that uh, logo in there like that. It's it's an heirloom. Yeah, they're going to have to stay in the studio. It's an heirloom for bait. That's got a big one knocker in it. Bang. Ooh. But he's he's undergoing some uh, health issues, man. It's like Like a nine millimeter round in there. Like, like me and me and Pete met him and his son at the classic uh, in Oklahoma. What was the last Oklahoma like classic? Oh shit, a Grand Lake. Grand, yeah, yeah. Three, three or four years. Four yeah, years ago. can I steal four years this? ago? Yeah, take that. All right, thank you. Yeah. yeah, they're for they're for you guys. Oh, I'm I'm yeah. stealing the Char Blue, my man. Thank yeah, you, sir. It's a good yeah. one. It's a good looking one. Yeah. Yeah. But well, shout out to Mike. Yeah, what what's what's he got going on? Some health issues. Yeah, man. Like, okay. Got to learn how to walk again. Oh man, oh, Jesus. Serious business. Yeah. It's now, how 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 much is he making these, Brian? Like the whole kit and caboodle? Yeah, dude. He sent me years ago a uh, a forerunner to the Tokyo rig. Wow. Yeah. So he's, he's, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we were still downstairs in the studio in, in the other oh, yeah. place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's he's all about it. He's living the life. He's a tinkerer. All right. Yeah, he's no joke. Well, we're thinking about him. Man, shout God, out man. shout out to him. Hope you hope you're getting better. Um Mike Barry. Dude, what what a great show. Like I'm still in awe that this happened tonight, that we got to get everybody together, talk shop, big win. Yeah. This is this is just cool, man. Yeah. This is just cool. Like I said, six years. I had a lot of amazing moments handing those awards away, but that one yesterday was really special, and I'm 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 glad you won. I I'm happy for you. Same here, dude. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, very. I appreciate very it. I've had um, a lot of um, a lot of people reach out to me. Yeah, you know, guys like the Solis and Mansu, and um, I had guys call me that you know that I just fished the trousers like, dude. They seen you know they seen it, and they I guess because they know what I went through. Yeah, and it's just. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just 
it just makes you feel good inside that yeah. you touch that many people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to be able to share. Yeah, but you earned your rep, dude. I you guess, earned your rep, man. I it guess. I mean, I, you, I, you know, you know, I work hard at what yeah. I do. I put in the time. I just, yeah. you know, I don't think I'm anybody different than anybody else. I just go out and do my thing. And, yeah. you know, I don't try to, you know, cut anybody off. Just I do on others. I had them do unto me. Yeah. And just, you know, over time you perfect your craft. And yeah. to, to be able to come down there and get that out, that, that's, that's, dude, I mean, not just because it's a tournament win. The way it all went down, the whole Ike Foundation, I mean, how ironic that the past two years, last year was a father-son combination, and right. this year was a father-daughter yep. that won a benefit tournament that's for Take a Kid Fishing. Yep. Isn't that cool? That dude, is true. Is so I didn't think. Freak- I actually didn't think about that until you just said that. Yeah, nice. Oh, like, yeah, that's dude. freaking awesome. Yeah. It's wow. Really cool. It's that's like awesome. it's so you know you. It's like you as the hosting and you know with your charity that you're yeah. running to sit there and write a script. You and Becky, you guys could sit down and say, "Look, we want to have a charity tournament, you know, for kids." And, yeah. You know, let's. Um, wouldn't it be great? Let's have a father and son win. Yeah. That would really be good for <laughs> yeah. the for our charity. Let's yeah. have a father daughter win because. Obviously, these are parents that introduced their kids to fishing. Right. And that's when we yeah. were talking earlier about the single mom wanting to – I ran into them, too, with the different sports expos that I would do, you know, yeah. to help the federation all that stuff. And I think that's the most important thing that the parents, even though they don't know nothing about fishing, don't – your kid might. Yeah. You know, you're fortunate that your son, Vegas, he's looks like he wants to be a fisherman. Yeah. But he might not. Right. Yeah. So you still your son, but you still introduce them to the to the outdoors, you know, like like the sport, like being outside, like fishing, whatever. If it's for fun or competitive or anything in between, go catch bluegills. You know? yeah. No, nobody says you gotta you know do what we do and you know buy these big bass boats and go out there and do all that. It's just get outdoors, go fishing, and if you're inspiring to become a professional, make a living at yeah. it, the opportunity is there, yeah. yeah, and the knowledge is there, the information's there. It's I think hard, it's it's hard to make, but coming from where we came from, yeah, I think it's easier yeah. because only easier to the point of guidance, right? You yeah. still have to be the person inside to make it happen, but there's a roadmap, yeah. You know, dude, I struggled for all those years, and finally Pete says, "Well, you know, because I have my own business now, I work my family business, and I was able to work on the side, like you know, all the the shows, all the stuff that you have to do to put yeah. in for your sponsors, yeah." I said, dude, I said, I don't get it. I said, I don't know what to do. It. But, but, but. He says, well, be your own sponsor. So that's what I focused on. Yeah. So I work real hard at myself and, you know, and yeah. hurry up and get done work, work dark to dark. And yeah. now here we are fishing. And like you said, just to, to win that tournament yesterday, to share it with my daughter, I hope other people get to experience yeah. that because there's – That's awesome. That's to me it was just – Beyond get, driving away with this boat, you earned you earn something that – most guys don't like you don't know my name, but I knew who you were, you know, like that's something that's earned. Yeah. That's not something I don't know the name of the guys who won that boat last year, but I knew you coming into this. I appreciate that. I knew yeah. your boat coming into this, you know, like yeah. I, and then that, that's something that's earned. And, you know, you definitely you definitely cashed in, my man, on, on, on yeah. many years of yeah, you've done, you've of done grinding. You've done good, Mark. And, yeah. and I'm not done. Yeah. And I know you've got a quest <laughs> to make the classic. Yep. I know you can do it, dude. We're we're rooting for you. I know you got the you've got the skill and the desire to do it. I know you can do it. I want to see it a classic. I'm, I'm, yeah, 
It's going to happen. Yeah. Just don't know when. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe we'll fish the same classic. You that know? would be awesome. I, I, I'm what? Not, I'm not sure I'm done yet either. I'm, you know, uh, hmm. I might make an announcement about this announcement a little later <laughs> on another show. But <laughs> exactly. I'm not saying I'm done with classics yet either. So, you know, I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, real quick, Brian DeCarpenter, um, I want to just remind everybody, uh, Father's Day is coming up, of course. Some great Father's Day gifts from our sponsors here, Dave. Mystery Tackle Box makes a great sponsor. Brian DeCarpenter, stick your foot up there. Show them those beautiful Heshi socks. They make great Father's Day gifts. There he is. Look at these socks. Look at that Pippi Longstocking there. Legs, o- <laughs> yeah. Legs on fire. Legs uh, only Cindy Lauper can love. Right. <laughs> only Cindy Lauper can love Cindy those. Cindy Lauper. Uh, Which, by the way, Dave. Go ahead. This is the first concert. My very first concert I ever went to see, I went and saw it with Mark Keogh. Mark, you and Mark Hill at me a Cindy Lauper concert. were in the audience. She looked. He's like, she's like, he's looking at me. Like he thought she was looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> we were like wow. fifty-five feet from Cindy Lauper. Yeah, wow, he thought he, he thought he saw her. Were you enough to get the sweat off of off her hair when she shook, or were you that close or not close? They were free tickets. I mean, I was like, I was half excited to be there, but I wasn't like <laughs> totally okay. in. But Stop. he was like full in the Cindy Lauper. Oh yeah, he, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Good. For Did him. she have a who was the? Uh, who was her manager or the guy? Not Lou Albano. I think he was a part. Captain Lou wasn't part of it yet. He was still managing wrestling at the time. He wasn't the a part bands. of that yet. No, right. that wasn't until the Goonies video. Okay. <laughs> sorry, everybody watching. I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't they even know what it. the Goonies video they drug is. Drug me into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, in addition, I know Becky mentioned it, but Empire Covers makes a great Father's Day gift. Uh, they make a cover for anything. From, uh, you know, a full-size bass boat to an RV to a lawnmower. And also, they have a new line of American Eagle covers, which is 100% USA made. That's important, right? That's a good thing. United States of Kentucky, everybody. Right. United States of Kentucky. (laughs) Uh, Dude, it's been a terrific show. Brian Carpenter, you have any last little little bits, tidbits you want to throw out there? (laughs) Probably. Probably. Uh, I leave Wednesday for the Classic. Bass yeah. University is going to be at the Bassmaster Classic. That's in right. Texas. Where are we going? What, what, uh, uh, Houston? Uh, no. Dallas. No. No. Fort, Fort Worth. Fort Worth. But yeah, same Dallas. airport. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going there. Cool. That's kind of cool. The only classic I ever will attend was in <laughs> Birmingham. Was in Birmingham. The COVID <laughs> classic. Everybody was giving each other COVID. So awesome. We didn't know yet. Yeah. Yeah, these yeah. were awesome there, man. Yeah, it's like attending the Super Bowl in uh, I don't know pitch blackness, <laughs> <laughs> like the Fog Bowl or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. like it's the only Bears game in the Fog Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Dad! Thanks for the front row seats. This is awesome. Well, here's the <laughs> great fog. But here's something to aspire to, Dave. What's that? Just on that note, next year's classic. They already announced it. Lake Hartwell. That's a good one. Which is in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah. Great city. Right on the border. Like, no, no, no. That's no, a great city, city man. It's yeah. not a Birmingham city. It's a really it's like, different, fun, man. It's nice, like, yeah. crisp, clean. You're downtown. You're sitting at a red light at You'd like, like that one. rush hour on, on uh, midweek with the window down. There's no, sl- no sound. There's no smell. It's just the light Sounds changes like a dream. and you go. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like what we're used to. Yeah. And it's then nice. an old teacher shows up in your dream. 
<laughs> pitches you on the ass. I don't know. Like, and you're what? naked. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're late to school and naked. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this clap of lightning. Yeah, cough. <laughs> and it all starts going in reverse. Oh, oh. yeah. I had that dream. All right. This is getting weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to thank, uh, thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody for watching. I want to thank our guest. Mark Shaver, thank yes. you for coming thank you, in Mike and hanging with us. Thank you. Great show. I want to thank our uh, TV uh, guests, uh, Dave Mansu and Bob Soley, for joining yeah, us. Right. They yeah. were awesome guests as yeah. well. Yeah. And uh, and everybody else, uh, Dave Brodzik, Brian DeCarpenter, thank you guys. Yes. And yes. Mark's daughter, who put him on the meat. Yes. Come Sam. on, man. How cool was that? Yeah, that Sam was Flynn. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Sam. What's cool. she going to do with her half of the cut? Did she say yet? No. She's still. Um, when she came in this morning, because her and her uh, girlfriend, they went down to um, North Carolina, down the Outer Banks, and she's she's just grinning ear. That's ear. awesome. Yeah, it's as it should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like yeah. I said when the guy offered ten grand for the boat, she said, "We'll take it." I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> she goes, "What?" I'm like, uh, "It's going to be more than that." She yeah. goes, "What?" Oh uh, yeah. Is she watching? I don't know. Uh, don't listen to your parents. Buy all the cool stuff you want to buy. <laughs> don't put it in the bag. Spend it. Yeah, yeah. yeah Michelle said she's watching. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah she was. Um, I, you know, I was hoping she would be able to go when Brian called. I was like, ah, oh, shoot, she's not going to be able to make it. But that would have been because she's. Um, she's she was really excited, yeah. and I don't know if you saw. She posted actually when we were on stage. She videoed us. That's awesome. Well, you know, these kids today are all great. Yeah, they're yeah. all Tom. Like, all I, dying, I don't think man. of that stuff, you know. Yeah. And Did she, she got that. She got that when you you jumped up on stage there. Yeah, when we were up on stage and Mike was talking, yeah. and, and I'm like, yeah, and she's sitting there video because then when you gave us the trophies, oh. she actually takes it and she, she's like, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, of awesome. Yeah. yeah, I want that video. Uh, oh, probably, yeah, we uh, she yeah. shared it on Facebook and then all that was the, a cool, cool moment. That was man. a cool moment. It, it was, was really cool. it was a very cool moment. Like I said, I've had. I, I appreciate anybody that watches that did reach out to me. I had a, it, it that dude, that's what hits the heart. Yeah, and it's you know. Yeah. At least I know it's. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's, I, I have a lot of respect out there for everybody, and yeah. I'm really honored and humbled of the reactions I got from this wing because yeah. I've had other wins. I've done a lot of good things, and yeah. but this time around. It's it's yeah. this is like wow. This is almost like winning yeah. the classic the way people well, was, are reacting. It was it was a great win. You deserved it. The fact that you were fishing with your daughter made it, oh, dude, made it was, even better. That was yeah. like icing on the cake. Oh so. dude, and she was she was waffled yeah. all day long. She was it's, catching fish all day awesome. long. And That's then she right. put a big one in the boat to call out the little one. It was it's like awesome. that was the greatest. It's awesome. The right person won, man. Yeah. The yeah, right you person know, won. I, I don't you. know if we said it earlier, but like I know we talked about it. Like I was, you know, I fished with Bob and Bob's been through a rough time recently, and he's, you know, Bob's like, man, I need a win. And I'm like, man, I'm in a slump, dude. I, I need a freaking win, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, and Mark wins it, and you hear what he's been going through, yeah. and, and just the whole story behind it. The right person won. Oh, yeah. You know I what I mean? Like, all the stupid shit that's going on in the world and all yeah. the negativity. Yeah. This was it's this great. was the yin to that yang. Yeah. This was it's the great. right, it's the the right oppo- thing. It's the opposite of all the negative yeah. bullshit. That's yeah, like the trolls on, on YouTube. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is the opposite of that. Perfect. You know, this was, this was positivity. Yeah, happens when it's supposed to, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. I almost feel yeah. bad, like, 24 hours ago, grinding my teeth in the left lane, doing 110 up 95, <laughs> leaving in anger, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a dickhead now. 
<laughs> you should have stopped at the goose. <laughs> had an orange crusher five. Yeah, I would have been grinding my teeth the oh, whole way back. Dude, the whole way great. back home, Dave's like fucking McGraw. No, not at all, dude. McGraw <laughs> and I fish well together. <laughs> Better than you and Brian. Oh, don't you start that one. <laughs> that go well last well, time. At least, at least you didn't. I thought it went great. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's all f- fake news. I mean, I, I had a good time. News. We didn't have a shot. He fake called news. small fish. It's fun. Is, is it fake news? Is this like the Fauci emails? Uh, I don't know nothing. Okay. Brian's upset about that. Fauci about talk about Fauci's emails. Oh, okay. I'm not upset about nothing. Are you upset about Fauci emails? Absolutely not. Oh. I'm looking out for your stupid ass career. Oh. So <laughs> people are talking about this shit on your show and ruin your career. educated friends can unravel in one this minute. This shit don't matter to me, homie. <laughs> what? Just because we don't talk about politics or religion on this show, you Bro, think it doesn't matter? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'll, go I'll go home. I still got work tomorrow. I'm out. <laughs> no, I will not. not be responsible. No, we would. We would. We wouldn't do that to everybody anyway. Anyway, no. <laughs> uh, thank everybody for watching. Oh, oh, yeah. One more. I'm so, oh, yeah. I'm so no, sorry. go ahead. What do you got? Oliver and Riley came, came yeah. into town for this event. They did. Dude. Dude, that meant so much. That really did. Yeah, I mean, like, he came to the Northeast from New York City Dude, he's, for that I, event. Well, I told him when he got here. He landed here, like, Thursday from... Tuesday. Tu- was it Tuesday? Came in Tuesday and then went, flew from California to Jersey on Tuesday Got an Uber from Philly to your place. Right. Got his rig and drove to New York and then filmed for three straight filmed days. Filmed for three straight days. Fished a tournament. Oh, yeah. On Friday. Drove from in New York City. Drove Friday night down here to probably no. a hotel, right? No, they got they stayed up there. They stayed up there. They Just, drove from there down? Yeah. Oh. They drove from New York City down to the... That's down hard. So, dude, dude, when we pulled in, when I told you, like, I saw you 8 o'clock where you were at 8 a.m., Oliver was cutting through there. John's like, damn, I don't know who anybody is. John's yeah. like, he's in it to win it. And there's <laughs> Oliver like, what? Flinging these giant, like, you know, glide bait just on like five, six. Just Whoa. cutting through, dude. He was just hammering, dude. Out there in a middle ditch just he slinging? He was just slinging, man. <laughs> and then two hours later, he was taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> the burn. Uh, the burn dude, that, that scene in middle ditch uh, yeah. is not a... Not a good representation no. of anything. No. Look, I gave me killed a man. Oh, man. That was terrible, dude. I don't know. I was apologizing to people all day long. Because <laughs> I was in the back of Sully's boat. Yeah. Oh, and man. He's just straight looking down at the graph and, like. Running over people's lines. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like. All right, there's nothing on here that says who I am. Right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Well, Bob, that's funny for you to be doing that, Black dude. tape like, over you're the You're usually the guy that's yeah. like, fuck you. I'll fucking. Nah. Or in the face. Well, nah, yeah. I mean, I had one time. <laughs> nah, other times. Probably two times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, 200, yeah, 2,000. Yeah, What's exactly. It's yeah. also two. Vlog it. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Oliver uh, for showing up. That was cool. Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. All right. That's it. That's Entrant it. Trent Cole, ahead. man. All right. And Trent Cole. <laughs> Good to see Trent Cole, Cole up in there, yeah. dude. Come on. Yeah. 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 And Reno. Reno had a yeah. Reno, good finish. Reno came dude. in third. Yeah. Hell Damn. yeah. 17 good. pounds. Reno 911. Yeah. All right. Hope everyone had a great night watching. I um, hope you have a good week. We'll see you at the next show. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB&J. Give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three aught, no, four aught EWG worm hook. 
In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about Calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, four places to throw a frog, exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass, and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? This time of year, I definitely recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics, too. There he is. Another one. Next cast. And that would be number six. I'm addicted. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm straight addicted. Might be bigger. You think so? mayhem on your crappy jig and look where the stripers get it you can't even see it man that might be a keeper you take pride in your boat so it deserves the best protection possible our durable woven fabric prevents ripping and provides uv protection and our tape seams provide protection against the elements the heavy duty shock cord hem and strap and buckle system provide a tight and secure fit our top-of-the-line boat covers come with a ventilation system to keep your boat free from mold buildup. Empire Covers, protecting what you love. This is your tackle. Not that kind of tackle. You use it to catch this, or this, or this. You also use this, and that, and these. This, this is your environment. So is this. You love it, live for it, but it will turn this into that. This is the Flambeau Z-Rust Max Tuftainer Series. These are fully infused with exclusive Z-Rust VCI anti-corrosion technology. This is a U.S. Naval battleship. The same Z-Rust technology used here has been used on those to protect advanced weapon systems from corrosion in conditions like these. For the fish, it's invisible, odorless, tasteless. And for you, it's FDA-safe anti-rust protection for a minimum of five years. This is the next level of tackle management. Not that kind of management. This is the Flambeau legacy of tackle systems. What's your tackle worth? It's more than who you are. It's who you're with. And it's more than what you do. It's where you do it. Tin Cup Mountain Whiskey.